Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholki. What's going on, Tyler? What up, Eric? Big day. Big day. Uh, before we start, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK Show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show. Or just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Tonight marks our 20th episode, Tyler. It's been a great run. It's the dub piece. Oh, yeah. Thank you to everyone that's been with us since the beginning. To anyone that has hopped on along the way, we appreciate you as well. To all the newcomers, we welcome you and thank you for listening to us. Uh, what better way to celebrate the 20th episode than to uh, recap probably one of the craziest trade deadlines in recent memory. Uh, we're also going to give you guys an updated playoff prediction for the NBA now that the trade deadline has passed. But first, in addition to tonight marking our 20th episode, tonight marks the first episode with a guest appearance on the show. Yes, sir. We are excited to welcome mine and Tyler's really good friend, Corey Golob, to the TSK show. What's, What's going up, on, Corey? How you guys doing? Oh, yeah. What's going on, Corey? Oh, you know, just happy to be here. Uh, ecstatic, I would say. Yeah. Long, long-time listener, pumped to be the first-time guest. <laughs> well, uh, we're, ha- we're happy is. to have you here. I'm, I'm here to bring the fire. You guys, uh, you guys better be ready. Oh. <laughs> Um, he, dressed, he dressed appropriately. He did dress appropriately. He's in a Laker beanie, Kobe jersey, and, uh, the, and the nice pea coat to top it oh, off. Oh, the pea hey, coat hey. was it's LA. the cherry on to top. Impress. It says we're in LA, but we like to party. <laughs> <laughs> KB24 is what we do. All right. Shout uh, out Kobe. Um, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of taste into who you are? Uh, what are your, some of your favorite sports? Oh, it's okay. Here allegiances, team allegiances, sports growing up. You know, my favorite sports basketball. I'm a diehard Laker fan. Uh, I really play any sport, you know. I try and play ping pong three times a week. I haven't yeah. played in six years. It's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Seahawks till I die. Go Bird Gang. Bird Gang, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, I'm a Wazoo Coog. Go Cougs. Uh, it's tough sometimes, but, you know, die hard fan t- till the end. There you uh, go. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Lose till we die. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, Cougan it might be rough sometimes, but you, yeah. win or lose, we still booze. There so, you go. Right, there it there is. you go. So let's let's just jump right into it. We're going to go over a couple of the trades that went down. This is like the best time of the year for the NBA. Oh, yeah. We got the All-Star break coming up, the trade deadline, yep. everybody trying to make that playoff push. All the action. So after being traded to the Bulls uh, in the Nikola Miritich trade, Jameer Nelson got dealt to Detroit for Willie Reed, who was part of the Blake Griffin deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed was actually also suspended six games last week, stemming from a domestic violence incident back in August. Uh, but the trade is more about Jameer Nelson getting back to a team who is contending to make the playoffs. Detroit's three games out of the eighth seed right now in the East. Uh, what do you think this does for Detroit's chances to make it into the playoffs? Mm, I don't think this that piece really helps too much. I think Miritich's is where it helps out for Pelicans trying to keep their playoff spot alive, which... I don't think they will, but that's a good piece to add in the in the wake of Demarcus's injury. Yeah, 
Corey, what do you think? We, and we said Jameer ended up in Detroit. In Detroit, Detroit. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I don't think Jameer Nelson is the changing piece in that. And, you know, I think Blake Griffin has inspired Andre Drummond. And it's, a, it's a new brand of basketball under Stan Van Gundy. Uh, you know, I have Detroit as my sixth seed right now, or going to end up as a sixth seed. So, I, I think all the pieces ha- are helping them make that run. Detroit again, basketball is back. Yeah, it's back in full force. Stan Van Gundy knows how to win. Yeah, and they're and they're they're trying to emulate what New Orleans is trying to do with Boogie and AD, but with Drummond and Blake Griffin. Yeah, and it makes it really easy that Blake played with DeAndre too. Yeah, so he knows how to play with a big guy that can control the paint. Yeah, it's not a first time. Uh, Another another big trade was the Nuggets trading Emmanuel Mudiay to the Knicks. In the same deal, Devin Harris goes from the Mavericks to the Nuggets. And Doug McDermott gets shipped to Dallas. Uh, Denver and New York all, also swapped second-round picks in that deal. Moutier, it's pretty much a fresh start in yeah. New York. That backcourt in Denver kind of got crowded with Gary Harris, uh, yeah. Jamal Murray. Yeah, and they wanted outside shooting with that team. That's, yeah. That's all good, what they all good players. Yeah. yeah, and now Devin Harris moving to Denver. I'm pretty sure that's just a contract move. But, I mean – He's a serviceable NBA he's had a, he's guard. A good, he's had a good season this year playing at that backup yeah. team in, in Dallas, although they haven't played well as a team. Uh, yeah. It's a veteran that can help a team fighting for the A spot. Exactly. He's, he's played a lot of basketball, made championship runs, so that always that definitely always helps out in the locker room. Yeah, and then I just feel bad for Doug McDermott getting shipped everywhere. Just All I'm guy. thinking over here, I, I, I feel horrible for the man. He was in OKC. Yeah. He was in – Buried. Yeah, Chicago – yeah, it, it's tough being the trade piece and having that contract that just works for everybody. And you're a guy that everybody wants, but no one really wants to like enough. Yeah, can't build that's a tough, it. That's a tough. He'll he'll land he'll land eventually. I hope though. so. We'll take you in L.A. Come on, yeah. hey, we what, need shooters we over here. Shooting. Like, we know how to score. He's a great player, uh, but I'm excited for Moutier because he does need a fresh start. Um, that Denver team did get crowded at guard, so this is a great place. Uh, Frank's young, so he'll compete with Frank. But uh, he's a big physical point guard, and I, I think he's going to do great. In New York, we'll see what uh, we'll see what he's what he's got. He could be a Billups guy. Yeah, it's just not really find his way the first two three years of his career, and he's a tough nosed guy, so he can still produce. Yeah, it just it just sucks. We're not going to see him with Chris Stapps until next season. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just it's just too bad for the Knicks organization in general losing that guy. It's tough out in New York. They can't get it. They can't get it right every time they got momentum. It's yeah. just something else after yeah. something else. That's, but yeah. they do have a good base now. Once Kristaps comes back, I like Moutier. Frank, I think, is going to be a good distributor. Cantor's playing well. Tim Hardaway Jr. Surprisingly, I like him, but I didn't think he was going to, you know, live up to the contract. And for what they are, he's living up to it over there. So they got some pieces at least, not for this year. Yeah. No. Uh, hopefully, this team, this young core, is like exciting, and and they could be really good for New York, especially being like. Frank and Kristaps aren't American kids, and New York is just the melting pot. It's the biggest stage of basketball, and uh, uh, Frank and Moutier could be those two physical guards to kind of bring it back. I hope the best for New York. Yeah, and then – The NBA needs the Knicks to be good at basketball. Oh, I mean – It's the mecca. The the NBA's dream would to have the Lakers and the Knicks in the finals every year. Two biggest media markets in the the world. Yeah. We're not that far off. Yeah, no, <laughs> that could be. I mean, in two years, that could that could Who be. Knows? It. Who knows? Who knows? But one, shit, one year, oh, depending on Kristaps. You never know. One 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 signing can change everything with yeah. players that yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, no, with exactly. The over it's there. it's more Kristaps coming back. If he comes back, that yeah. team's ready to roll. Oh, for sure. 
another interesting trade was the Pelicans trading Dante Cunningham to the Nets for Rashad Vaughn, who has since been waived by the Pelicans. So Rashad Vaughn, he was traded from Milwaukee to Brooklyn. Yeah. He's kind of gotten that unfortunate, like he's a scoring guard coming off the bench, and there's just they're kind of a dime a dozen. You better be real, real good if you're that guy. Yeah, but I'm surprised the Pelicans let go of Dante Cunningham. I felt like he was one of those pieces down there that they were trying to. He does a lot of the same things Miritic does. You know, big, big stretch guy, long, lanky. But with Boogie going down, you you need more than just one yeah, player. Yeah, no, no, true, true. It is, it is. It's, it's interesting what's going on over there. I can't tell if they're shipping for the future or if they're trying to hold on to what they got while they got it. The boogie injury changed everything for well, him. Well, yeah, because it's it's more realistic now that he's going to stay in New Orleans and take that guaranteed money. Yep, yeah, he's not going to risk getting out there now after something like this, which has ruined many a big man career. Yeah, and then Portland traded Noah Vonleh and Cash to Chicago for get this the rights to Milovan Rekovic, <laughs> who's a Serbian <laughs> basketball player currently playing in Switzerland. When was he drafted? He was drafted by the Mavericks back in 2007. Still never made it over to the United States. I don't understand how this shit is even a possibility. R.I.P. Noah Vonley's career. Yeah, exactly. I I'm mean, if sorry. He, that, I that, like the man. No, but. no, he was good. He was so young coming out of college, too. But they, got, they had so many young posts in Portland. He obviously was just the odd man out. I mean, T.J. Leaf and Swanigan and all those guys over there. Well, T.J. Leaf's in Indiana. Or no, you're, who was who, it – uh, in Portland, it's Nurkic, Swanigan. They got Ed Davis. Ed Davis and Amino. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't matter. You don't bounce back from being traded for a washing machine. No, you it's don't. Just, you don't. Yeah, that's uh, – It's like it's like when in baseball when you see, like, player traded for a player to be named later, cash considerations. Yeah, it's like, well, we're going to cut this guy, so we we'll ship him over to you. We basically gave this guy yeah. away. Now, a bigger move, obviously, besides the big moves that we'll obviously get to in a minute, but – the Magic trading Alfred Payton to the Suns. This is another interesting one. Yeah, in exchange for a second-round pick in this upcoming draft. I thought that Orlando was high on Payton. They gave up. They, you know, they let old. I think it's because I think it's because of his contract. They yeah. didn't. He, I think he's in a contract year, so I didn't think they were gonna. They must have felt like him. they weren't gonna get him. Yeah, it just doesn't make much sense because I, I felt like he was the point guard of their future. That's the but way the it team's going like nowhere. Going. It's yeah. no Orlando right now seems to just be a developmental team for the rest of the league at the yeah. guard position. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, you know, yeah. we'll Oladipo's fix him up for dominating. you and we'll ship him out to you. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, Alfred it's, Payton's going to dominate. He's going to be feeding Devin Booker for years. That's going to be God. They're, they're Orlando. Gonna, they do. They are man. They're that team. Shaq and Shaq and Dwight. Now all, all the these back. guys. They got the talent, but. No, they do. They draft really well. I mean, Aaron Gordon's a nice player. He's probably going to walk, too. Yeah. Oh, he should yeah. walk if he, he knows play, what's good for him. I mean, he could play in an up-tempo team that could dominate. Who would have thought Evan Fournier was going to be the one sticking it out? You know, yeah, no, they, and they love him. Like I didn't, Fournier, just like, but at the yeah. beginning, this guy was the, the least touted of all of them. Those, uh, those, I feel like those foreign guys are more likely to take the, the star role and not of a good as team and get paid because they're not really – I feel like they just don't care as much. As the team accolades, I don't know. Yeah, just, but I, f- I feel like every now and then that that seems to be the case. It's going to be really Gallo fun. Gallo's kind of like that too. It's going to be really fun to watch Devin Booker and Alfred Payton though together. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alfred Payton's legit. I mean, he's a super big athletic point guard. He's just that new that new wave of point guard. He's just kind of limited offensively, but 
He's a crazy person on defense. Yeah. Whatever you want to say about the Suns, they know how to keep exciting teams in Phoenix. Yeah. They're not going to be even, the slowest team in the league. Even ever. without winning a lot of games. Doesn't matter. Devin Booker will put up 80 or, you know. Devin Booker <laughs> is a walking bucket, man. That guy, I can't say enough about Devin Booker. He's a stud. I mean, he's got a bright we talked future. about shooting guards. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's got the he's got a huge ceiling. You know, he's probably gonna take the money and stay in Phoenix for his career, as I would too. But at the same time, he's gonna have a legend. He's gonna have a legendary career there. Hour and a half flight private jet to Los Angeles. Yeah. It's not that bad in yeah. Phoenix. And no, it's not bad at all. It's, it's beautiful. It's just you know he's not gonna worry about winning ever. He's the new breed. He's just like I'm gonna be out here getting buckets, getting getting my money. You know. Yeah, shit. Living he, that lifestyle. He gets someone like an Aaron Gordon to run the court with him, and they're ready to roll. Ooh. That'd be fun to watch on a break. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they want Marquise Chris to be, but just well, we'll see what happens there. He's got to fix in between his ears and eyes. Yeah. But now we'll get to the elephant in the room, and I, I we'll start with the sentimental trade. Yeah. Cleveland sending Dwayne Wade back home to Miami in exchange for a heavily protected second-round pick. I think it's like every basketball fan's down with D. Wade being in Miami at this point. Even he said that he would – see like highlights of Miami or like a preview for Miami schedule and be like, Oh, we got them coming up next. And then he's like, Oh wait, no, I'm in Cleveland. Like, yeah. it's just right for Dwayne Wade to be on the, on. And the they heat. were, and they were a bubble team that was, that's playing good. And they're still, they're still holding on to their little bit of playoff position. So it's good that he's there in a meaningful time. Oh yeah. I think you know, that make another run. I that, think that, that place loves D Wade, Wade County. Yeah, I think that veteran presence that he's going to bring to that locker room in a push for the playoffs around the 8-7 seed mark is going to be very vital for them. Yep, yep. Nothing but a benefit to a team that needs a, a veteran presence a veteran presence and a good young up and coming team. And as much as I love D-Wade, uh, Cleveland didn't need a veteran presence. You know, there, there were obviously the rumors going on that he was the issue in the locker room there. It wasn't Kevin Love or Isaiah. It was Dwayne Wade. And more so because he's used to being hands-on. And that's just not necessary when LeBron's in Cleveland, you know. So go back to Miami. Put your imprint on a team that can, can make things happen in the playoffs. You can win a series or two in Miami. You know, they got talented oh, players. Oh, they, they, they get the right team. Yep. They, they can put it together quickly. I mean, you got some talented players from the one to the five out there. Yeah, and Miami does a good job at always staying competitive. They're never a tank team. They're never someone that's like oh, doing that kind of stuff. Oh, because Pat Riley is going to accept nothing less than a championship every year. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, he's got people like Drogic and Hassan Whiteside out there just killing it. Looking yeah, like they can run with any point guard. James Johnson is having a career year. Uh, Wayne Ellington is having a career year. Tyler Johnson, like you said, is is a really good role player that they paid. So. Um, and Olympics out there, you know, yeah. they got a good team. They could definitely make some noise. It's crazy. Playoffs. It's crazy that out of everybody, Udonis Haslam was the one that stayed. D Wade, D Wade also gives them a shot at the end of the game if it's close. That's like the That's it. you get that kill. I don't care how old he is. You know what I mean? You can feed him the rock at the elbow with fucking five exactly. seconds left. Exactly. Uh, the Cavs also acquired George Hill from the Kings and Rodney Hood from the Jazz. Sacramento received Joe Johnson, Iman Shumpert, and a 2020 second-round pick. Utah received Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose, who Derrick Rose was waived, and he's now a free agent. So wonder where he's going to go. Probably Minnesota. That seems like the most logical. Why not? Yeah, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, unless he just wants to go end his career in Chicago, which I don't really see. There's no point of ending his career in Chicago. He was – 
crazy thing is we're talking about ending his career. I mean, yeah. it's youngest, is, this youngest is, so MVP this is ever. His victory lap now, like that's what we're talking for Derrick Rose. Like Whoa, he's not man. even looking for a bounce back. Look at look at yeah. his. No, I, I agree. He's tried the bounce back. I agree. Yeah. It's just crazy. That's what we're talking now is finishing his yeah. career. Like yeah. that's just foregone. Yeah, no, it, it reminds me of like when Penny was with the Suns. Yep, and it was just like, man, I really wish this would work out, but it's kind of like I've seen this movie before. It would be sick if he went with Thibodeau and just got some quality minutes as like the the backup point guard and and played solid minutes with the second unit. But he is pretty limited in what he's going to bring to a team now. You know, I I, I hate him for the Cavs. Obviously, he's he's not the right player for the Cavs. No, not, not at all. Not to go back to the Dwayne Wade thing, and obviously, I'll get up to the Cavs later. But it's it's I still like him for other teams, not just for the veteran presence like Dwayne Wade, but the man can still score. The man I mean, still knows how to finish. The Lakers held yeah. a three hour meeting with him this past offseason. Yeah, people are interested still, you know, oh, and things yeah. change quickly, but Derrick Rose has not given the last of his juice for some team, you know, no. for a playoff push or not. No, no I it think could be victory a lot for sure. But hopefully he finds a little something something out there. So what do you what do you guys think George Hill and Rodney Hood are gonna do for the Cavs? I, mean, I think those are insignificant pieces. Really? I think Rodney Hood's a more significant piece. Well, if, if he stays with them. Well, yeah, he's his contract he's locked down for at least another you, year. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they George Hill's just your typical serviceable starting point guard. I mean, he's nothing that he's nothing to rant and rave about. He's not he's Yeah, not and, a bad starting point and Sac- guard. Sacramento just ended up going the opposite of direction they thought they were going to go at the beginning of the season when they signed all these veterans like Zebo and Vince Carter and George Hill. Yep, yep. They ended up si- sitting them, and now they're tanking. I don't know what Sacramento's doing. Nobody knows what Sacramento's yeah, they doing. Figure it out out there. But I mean, George, they're trading veterans for veterans. Yeah, and good for George Hill to get out of there and, and get to a situation where he probably, you know, probably has a chance to taste the playoffs. Yeah, but exactly. This is his. This is best case this scenario. Best That's case why scenario. he came out with the comment of LeBron's Batman. We all need to be Robins because he understands this is. As oh. good as it's going to get for him. He is, but do you remember all the hate he was getting when Indiana had him, Al Jefferson, Paul George, Lance Stevenson, talking oh, yeah. about how he couldn't carry a team in the playoffs, yeah, and no. now we're talking about how I've, he's the savior? I've always liked George he's Hill. He's not a Popov- savior. Popovich loved, Popovich loved George Hill. He was super high. I mean, he traded him for Kawhi. Talented. Yeah. Super talented. Yeah, no, super George, smart. George Hill is, is not like a starting point guard for Anywhere. Sure. For sure, for absolutely. He's not, yeah, he's not like a big time player, but he's a very like legit starting point guard. Rodney Hood is just like adds the uh, perimeter shooting that I think they gets need. buckets and length. They on have defense. enough. Yeah, yeah. No, gets buckets. He, he, I still think he has great upside. I think he can. Yeah, score no, I, I like Rodney Hood surprisingly because he's a Duke guy, but no, he, he's got a, he's got a good play. He's got a good game. He's always surprising. Always, whenever shit, I that, watch him play. Shit, that first game out there, he, he hit like three or four crucial threes against Boston and just had opportune times. Yeah. It's like, that's what he can bring you for sure. No, they it's need, just doesn't they, keep up. They need outside shooting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then obviously the biggest trade of the entire day was the Lakers sending Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Uh, to the Cavs for Isaiah Thomas, Channing Fry, and the Cavs' first-round pick in this upcoming draft, which is right around the 24 spot right now which is definitely something the Lakers front office knows how uh, to yeah. draft well. Yeah, They drafted Kuzma at 27. It's valuable with the right franchise, that pick, you can still do some damage. There's some franchises that aren't as good as drafting as others, but like L.A. gets a 24th draft pick. That's a, that's a meaningful piece. That could, that could turn into something. And, I mean, we haven't been in this draft since the previous front office traded this pick away in the Steve Nash trade. That's, that's how. 
Like, God. I hate the fact moves. that Steve Nash was a Laker. That's just uh, for nine I mean, games. I he love, was a Laker. I love Nash and I love the Lakers, but I hate hearing that that was how it all went down. But this this trade's dope. I mean, I'm down with this trade. I like both. I like both sides of it. When I when I first saw it, I was like, okay, it was a lot to process. Yeah, it was it was a lot to process first. But really, when it comes down to it, we're not trading for Isaiah Thomas, the player Isaiah Thomas. We're trading for his expiring contract. He's going to be a free agent. Channing Fry is also going to be a free agent. This gets us back into the draft this year. Mm-hmm. We get rid of players that were great for us. They've been a part of the young core since the start. These were both players drafted by the Lakers. Both even played with Kobe. Yep. Now they're both getting to play with LeBron, so that's cool yeah. in one sense. But players like Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance never got the opportunity to taste the playoffs as Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to – be on a team in Cleveland who's probably going to make the playoffs. Hey, the they they provide some something that Cleveland desperately needed, and that's youth and like enthusiasm and energy and the fact that they haven't been to the playoffs. I mean, they have enough veteran leadership and like mindset. Um, I think it's going to be good to have those guys it's running good. around full speed, um, they, just making shit happen, whether you know they're in the moment or not. Um, I think they bring something that Cleveland like desperately, desperately needed. They don't need any more like leadership, ISO basketball. No, but and they're also both players that are young in terms of service in the NBA and age. But they're not one and done players. They played three, four they years play a lot in college. Of ba- they're good yeah. basketball players. Yeah, they played three, four years in college. Like they're grown men. Like talking about the twenty fourth pick for the Lakers. Like these guys are, are were you know. These guys weren't top ten picks. No. Second round, both of them, right? Was Nance first round? or? Pretty sure Nance was second Na- round. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so the, yeah exactly. Yeah. There you go. The, the great players. Yeah. Cleveland got some good ones. No, I think it's great long-term for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I, you know, I think they're both players that are going to turn into great players and contribute. You know, In my mind, I hope Nance finds his way back to L.A. eventually. Yeah, I, I think he will. Less likely with Jordan Clarkson, he'll probably get paid, and we won't be able to afford him. Yeah, but um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Larry will come back to L.A. Because he's – Not soon. He's from – yeah, maybe, tw- maybe yeah, at the I, end of his yeah. career. No, yeah, I certainly didn't mean anytime soon. I just, I, I, he's a talented player, and he can help a lot of teams, as with Clarkson. Um, they, as, as far as from the Lakers' point of view, they were – two pieces that I kind of knew would have to move. Carson, for sure, uh, out of all the power forwards, I did not want Randall to be shipped. So, unfortunately, Same. Nance had to be the one to go because yeah. Kuzma is obviously staying. Uh, so well, it, Kuzma, it, Kuzma can do what Larry can, and that shoot the three. Yeah. Kuzma can do everything Larry does, ex- except Larry can't shoot the three and Kuzma can. Yeah. And yeah. that's why you keep a player like Kuzma instead of Larry. Yeah, good, good position for the Lakers to be in. Having oh, exactly. it's an awesome. We had three power a, forwards. We were comfortable going with. It was just who's the odd man out. Yep, it, exactly. it was an awesome problem to have. It was. And it's, it's it's unfortunate that one had to go because they've all grown up as Lakers and we've seen their seen their entire career as Laker fans. But it it was time, and I've always said even before D'Angelo got traded, we're. If we could keep Randall over everybody in this young core until until Brandon Ingram came, obviously, yeah, who's, who's really come together, 
I was always wanting to keep Randall over D'Angelo, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, all those players. I wanted to keep Randall yeah, over them all. Top, yeah, high draft pick too. Yeah. He was the number. He was the number seven, seven overall yes. draft pick. Yeah, exactly. And, and, so. and he has trouble fitting in, but I, I've always felt like he can most single-handedly change a game. So, so I like that out there on a young Lakers team that still needs killers out there. You know, and he's, he's been killing it lately. He has he's been. A, he's still got an individual things. side to him, which is good. Yeah, they need that sometimes they yep. can't all be. Mesh guys. As long as he knows how to blend in, which you know, Larry Nance knows how to blend in, but needs to know how to how to attack sometimes. Whereas exactly. Julius Randall knows how to attack sometimes, needs to know how to blend in. Exactly. Yeah, so that's what you learn. And Nance is going to be the perfect piece in Cleveland because of that, because he just wants to fit. He already in. has a he already has two poster dunks yeah. for Cleveland yeah. in one game. I saw him out there shooting threes like he wasn't even worried. You can tell the oh. boys encouraging him to do whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah, no, you're a great, Nance. You know? Great position for them to be in. And a great time yeah. to be a Laker fan. We yeah, got, we got the trade that made, you know, we had to trade somebody. Yeah. We got a pick. We got cap space. We still have our young core that's st- developing really, really well. So we have our team for next year. Anyone we get it as a bonus, we don't have to push anything. No, nope. exactly. We have, we have all the power and all the cards for the first time in a while. Uh, we're definitely on the right track to do some damage. Yeah. No, both both sides won in that trade, I feel yeah, like. Which, as much as oh, I hate to say sure. it about Cleveland. But I think both sides made the right decision. I love that there's going to be an Isaiah Thomas jersey out there for the Lakers. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, me thinking we're going to make a playoff push this year. It's just like Isaiah for, for three months is, is just awesome to have that attitude. Now, yeah, he's again, playing for a contract with the Lakers. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we're not enforced to play him in any specific position because our future is not about him, like you said. And, and, the, and the, be- the best part about this scenario is if Isaiah hits and is playing like he played in Boston – and gets back to that level once he's 100% with his hip. And we may sh- – I don't want to say strike out in free agency this summer. We could sign him to like a one-year, $20 million, yeah. J.J. Redick type of KCP, KCP. type yep. of contract for one more year and then go after the free agents in 2019. Yeah, I mean, if we don't get Paul George, uh, LeBron, or or Boogie, or, you know, whoever else, you know, the big names, Yeah, I think those are the three – that would be that's a, that's and, a good and, option. And that's we a might, good rent. And we might double strike on that with Isaiah and Brook Lopez if that happens. Because, yeah, because on, both players well, have proven it. And know? also, also Julius Randle too. Fuck yeah, Brook Lopez has proven that he can be a Showtime Laker. That's all I'll say well, about that. No, they're not Showtime. No, but he's proven he can be. He can right? be. He can shoot the rock. Oh, he can spread the court. He's and he's, he's been he's been a top five guy. So he's not like intimidated. Oh no! He's out there shooting Steph Curry threes and not even hesitating about it. Oh and yeah, he's got no, the big guy and big guys are falling. I mean, big guys fall if there's not a ton of uh, big guys out there that are available. They're either they might be injured, they're under a huge contract. Uh, people like Brooke Lopez are, are valuable to a franchise like us. My my biggest concern though is, and I hate like everyone's gonna say it because it's so obvious, but I hate to say it is Isaiah's a defensive liability. And I never truly realized it until watching the game on Saturday against the Mavs when he couldn't really guard anybody when it came down the stretch when we were trying to make that comeback. Yeah, yeah and shout out Brad Stevens because oh. Brad, Brad Stevens basically made that look like a non-factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, he needed every bit of his athleticism at his size. So losing something like your hip 
I mean, that's yeah. just like yeah, it's rough to come back from. Yeah, yeah that's 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 super tough to. I love Isaiah, and I would never count him out. So I'm, I know he's got one one surprise left in him. Oh, I'm sure he does but, too. But he's a defensive liability. That's just how that's just how it is. And yeah, shout out Brad Stevens for just everything he does on the court is just such a razor thin margin. So like you said, that hip injury it yeah. just takes it all away yeah. because it's all you know his step back jumpers are getting inches over those those yeah. centers hands. His you know exactly. crossovers are just getting past these huge guys. Yeah. So that hip that you know that split second People. is completely changing him into. A, an average player, and then the defense just gets exposed. At five nine, you can't imagine what it's like to guard a like an average guard at six four. Yeah, an average, you know, but, not a big guard or not a small guard, but like an average guard six four to five nine. You need everything you got. Now to that point, in Saturday's game against the Mavericks, he's guarding players like JJ Barea, Yogi Ferrell, and Dennis Smith Jr. That's the hit. Who, who are closer to his size. Yeah, that's than an game. average guard. Yeah, closer. You're right. I guess Beret and everything, but still, it's just he's still shorter than all those guys. You could tell that they their game plan was make Isaiah play defense. And yeah, it was not pretty in the fourth quarter. To no, say the least. it was most not of the game, pretty. but but he he played well offensively. He got buckets. Don't get me wrong. But he, so so did we just see that getting buckets doesn't matter? I mean, we were coming off eight straight home wins and four straight wins, and then all of a sudden we played one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. And, you know, sure, we lost Clarkson and Nance, and that does hurt, but our team still had, you know, B.I. at the one. Who's, who's, filled in, the one. who's filled in for Lonzo brilliantly at the point guard. It's opened up his game into whole new areas. Yeah. The, the NBA point forward thing has been great. Yeah. It's yeah. just evolved and more and more slowly and slowly. There's more and more guys doing it, and they're, they're effective because you don't necessarily have to have a little guard skill set to bring the ball up. No. You need control, IQ, you know. Vision. Vision, yeah. Then another another cool note, though, is the fact that Jordan Clarkson is wearing number eight and Larry Nance Jr. is wearing number 24. Mm-hmm. That's love right there. That was yeah, that's – I don't – like, even if they no, come out – No, that's one of the coolest things I've seen in so long. I mean, that's yeah. badass, the fact that they're – Whether it comes out with them saying it's actually a tribute to Kobe or I mean, not. especially – like, think of how Kobe feels them going to play with LeBron doing that. That's, oh, that's and it yeah. It crosses their mind when they're choosing the numbers. It's not lost on them. So the 8 and 24, they at least are aware, you know, of what they're doing. Even if it comes out that they're doing something completely different, they're aware they that could, Kobe they could, they could like, tell yeah. us for the rest of their lives that they didn't mean to do that, and everybody knows. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, Larry could have maybe tried to get his dad's number since his dad played for the Cavs. It's but it's retired. Exactly. His dad's number's retired. Yeah, and he made a good point. He could have asked, but but like he said, that's his dad's legacy. He doesn't want that. You want to show respect, but again, you do want to create your own legacy. And Larry Nance Jr. actually has the power to do something like that. You know, he's in the dunk he, contest. He already, ha- I think he already has created his own legacy yeah, yeah. Behind, a separate from his dad's. Yeah. No, people don't know him as – I don't think people know. I mean, some of some people may if you're a real basketball head. but I mean, I guess we do. Yeah, we do, but I don't. I think the general, like the younger fans, probably for sure don't know who his dad is. Oh, for sure. I mean, I guess if you're watching some old one dunk contest. Yeah, I bet you if we were to ask ten people on the street who won the first NBA dunk contest ever, I bet you probably none of them would say Larry. I Nance still Jr. think Larry Nance or was Larry like a big Senior. name at all, and like I've talked about him so much more since his kid's been a pro than I ever did. Oh, Before for sure. He was a pro. And he was like the first dunk champ. So it's not like he was – his numbers retired. So it's not like he was nothing. He's just not someone that we've talked about too much. Yeah. But, 
I mean, point that, being, Larry Nance is making his own story, <laughs> and it's badass. It sucks though that we're not going to see him in the dunk contest in a Laker uniform. No, yeah. but it'll be awesome to see him in a dunk contest in his dad's jersey. Yeah, that's fair enough. Be awesome. Fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah, that's coming. I still, I think he's going to do the dunk. I mean, you got to do it in all the dunks. You got to do it. Tyler, Tyler doesn't think that's the sort of dunk we need in this no, age he's of not dunk do contests. A dunk from the first dunk contest. Dunk we Mike. need, maybe not. Dunk we're gonna get. I think so. It'd be cool if he was. If it's this thing where you have like three scores, and if he like fucking drills the first two, you know, and he knows he's got it, that would be sick. Oh well, then yeah. But but I don't think I think he's gonna try and win it. I, I hope he wins it. I'm still rooting for him. God, that'd be like Nate Robinson going up and doing a 360. It's just not – it's no good. It was lame. People gave Nate Robinson a lot of chances out there. I know. <laughs> I know. Change the dunk contest. No, I know. And it was not – That's true. That's I, true. I, no, I, you're we right. We did not like watching no, that. No, we did not. <laughs> That's we what I was did saying. Not. The fans spoke, and it was not pretty. Yeah, no. <laughs> just yeah, move on. All right. I you're, think, you're right. Maybe I think, Larry should bring something original to yeah, this that's one. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> really get it. Really set his I own legacy. It. No, it's dope. I think the jersey is the perfect thing. The jersey is like doing it in the throwback that he did it in. That's yeah, the the white with the purple yeah. calves riding. Yeah, right, though. He should do all Kobe dunks instead. That would be. If be he did, Col- yeah. See, that would be dope. If he did fucking Kobe <laughs> dunks, that would be sick. But those dunks still play. Those still ride. <laughs> still play. We're, we're not. We're, this is not a 1983 dunk. This is you know at least like a 90s <laughs> 90s dunk. So anyway, I mean, do we do we have any other trades we want to talk about or any other impacts that this? might have on the Lakers and Cavs? You know, not necessarily Lakers and Cavs, and, and I actually think Utah will still finish out of the playoffs. But oh. Quinn Snyder just keeps getting players he likes, though. Yeah. You know, say what you want about Jay Crowder. Instant Jay impact. Crowder is a player for Quinn Snyder over there. And, and I think Utah will sit right around 500. I think ultimately, you know, the Lakers will pass him up and everything, and they'll finish in 9 or 10. But the Jazz are still building something good there. Quinn Snyder keeps shipping talent and keeps being just as good. Got the same guy. They got the same – yeah, as he leans on, yeah, heavily. And he's still I mean, yeah, Gordon's out there, tower but and everything. Yeah, Ru- yeah, Rudy Favors, Ingle, Donovan, Rubio, all those guys. Jay Crowder, guys. another guy, as we've talked about tons of times, similar to a Demar Carroll or other guys that did maybe get overpaid and overhyped a little. Again, thank you, Brad Stevens. Yeah, but also a player that can actually benefit people in a role playing position. Just Cleveland expected too much, needed something different. He's a good three and D guy. Good that's a little bigger in, than the norm in Utah. He could look incredible out there. He could look so efficient. Oh, he had instant impact the other night. There well, we and he gives them their first like stretch four because I mean Inkles is not who you, I, I just I think you no. want someone a little more physical. Yep, and so perfect around around because, Gobert to yeah, have him at the stretch in- four. Inkles is a night I think Ingles is so much better when you can play the three rather than having to play the four. Yep, just worried about running the three-point line and getting open. <laughs> he always wants the ball. That's what they say. <laughs> shoot or shoot, baby. Jingles. <laughs> Jay Ingles. Jingles. <laughs> so, in the first episode, Tyler and I did a way too early yeah, <laughs> playoff predictions. NBA playoff predictions. We, were, we did it about a month before the season even started. Um, so we thought now that the trade deadline has passed, the dust has settled for the most part, for the most part, a couple buyouts, a couple signs left. Yeah. But anyway, we thought we'd update our playoff predictions and we also wanted to get Corey's thoughts here on who he thinks will make the playoffs. Good races on both sides. Yeah. Very and, competitive. And it looks like both, uh, eight seeds will have winning records this year. I think that's going down. Thank goodness. Yeah. 
I, I didn't really do the research on the history of that, but it feels like the Eastern Conference has thrown out uh, seven, eight seeds with losing records for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, and for I, sure. I, and I believe Utah, was were they 500 last year on the eight seed, or were they a game under 500? Yeah, I think last year might have been the first year in a while the West eight seed was worse than the East eight seed. Yeah, yep. that's that's kind of what I, that's yeah, what I thought. If I remember, it, or it was pretty close. Or, or it was yeah. supposed to be close at the end, yeah, but I don't remember exactly how it finished out. So... We should start in the east. Yeah. Do you want to go eight to one or one to eight? Uh, we could we could start we could start with one seeds. All right. I still like just talking about them on the top end rather than the bottom. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I think uh, I think Boston's going to hold it out. So do I. Yeah, Boston one seed. I think yeah. I mean, Toronto's got the weird like half game edge right now, but I think Boston's going to end up. Brad Stevens going to. Be able to coach this team all the way through, yeah, and and, this, uh, and we'll see. Like you know, he's gonna um, he's gonna get Monroe going with those guys. So. Yeah, great pickup. I think Monroe one. is actually gonna finally stick somewhere, and yep. he's he's gonna be part of that core in Boston that they're trying to build. I think. No, he's a perfect. He's a perfect Brad Stevens player. He's a smart basketball player. He's played a ton of basketball. He's super solid. He doesn't do anything bad. He, you know, there there might be some things he's not great at, but he doesn't do anything bad. He's Great, yeah. Solid and then player. one one of the biggest things I think for the Celtics this season is they're second in the league in opponents' points per game. Mm-hmm. So they're solid defensively, and this is all without Gordon Hayward, who they lost less than five minutes into the season. Yeah, this I, I'll never remember this team as like part of the Gordon Hayward era. You know, this team is its own thing. And what's crazy is it plays really into Kyrie's narrative of making his own path. Yeah, no, he got it, I he got <laughs> lucky with that. And not lucky, that's not the right word, yeah. but it's fortunate for Kyrie to show the world like he, obviously he would rather have Gordon there with him. Oh, just it, imagine. It's, yeah, it's just fortunate for him to show that he really is the number one guy. It's just like the year before LeBron went there when he averaged like 25 a game. Yeah. I mean, he was crushing it that year. Uh, yeah, he just didn't have like, any other help. Yeah, yeah he was this, young. They were bad. I mean, he yeah. was young. That yeah, people, but you but you saw that individual takeover talent, um, the special basketball player that he is. He's and, always had that little extra. That's for sure. Yeah, and then also one of the other biggest surprises out of Boston is Jalen Brown's production. Yeah, he's got. I I didn't like him at, at when they picked him like at that spot in the draft. Yeah, uh, mainly because I mean I didn't, hadn't seen him a lot, um, but he's. Definitely, like, produced into a really good basketball player, much better than I ever thought. And I like his game. He's, he's one of those guys that just runs around and makes stuff happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I have Boston as well as the number one seed. Yeah. No, Corey's got him I at got, the one. I got Boston at the one seed. I love Toronto's game. But, again, it's just, in the end, Brad Stevens, Kyrie Irving in the clutch. You know, whether it's a game or just the season in general, uh, I'm taking Kyrie in the clutch over pretty much anyone in the East. Yeah, yeah, I think Boston runs away with it in the end. Probably a couple games over Toronto. Yeah, and then so for my two seed, I have the Cavs. I have Cleveland. Yeah, so I mean, we talked about the trade earlier. I think it's a huge upgrade for them. New, new blood, new life. I think. I think what's interesting is LeBron is kind of like Thibodeau or like a Pete Carroll or a John Harbaugh, where their stick kind of runs out on people after a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably one of the issues in Cleveland on why they had to blow it all up. So no, good, good job. I mean, the, the general manager, I forget his name for Cleveland. Kobe Altman. Yeah. He, he crushed it. I mean, that team had no, they were going nowhere. That was just a, a straight train to 
bad town. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, they were playing horrible, but uh, I think the players that they got the shakeup is what they needed as far as to make a push in the regular season. On Ultimately, though, I don't think they like the backup center position and like rim protection. That's going to be the things. Oh, that's definitely the biggest issue. That's the threat of like ruining this LeBron streak in the Eastern or as the Eastern Conference champ. Yeah. Corey, Corey, you got a look on your face like you want to say something. Oh, no, no. no. Who's your number two? I mean, I got Toronto at number two. Okay. For for sure. Uh, You know, they kept the same team, the same consistent team for years. Mm -hmm. That's how you build a team. Uh, There's not going to be any drop off, the chemistry is going to keep up. Tamar DeRozan, a takeover scorer, not necessarily a superstar. Kyle Lowry just keeps killing. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I have the Raptors in the three seed. I just think they're exactly who we think they are. They're just not. They're they're, complete, they're good. They're a complete basketball team. They're not missing anything. They have rim protection. They got inside scoring. They got outside scoring. They got a finisher. Uh, they have a bench. They've got three and D guys. They uh, Toronto is a, is. A well-built team as any. They would have to fall off six games to the Cavs over the last 27 to, to lose that two seed to them. Yep. Yeah. So so you think that's possible? Let's just remember that. for uh, Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland's 33-22 and 22 and Toronto's 39-16. and 16 yep. Let's right just now. remember that that six-game gap is supposedly but surmounted by both of these guys. I think th- I'm more trying to compliment Cleveland's ability rather than knock Toronto. Yeah, exactly. I think they're going to make the jump. Yeah, no, I think, I think the Raptors, they're going to win one or two playoff series, but they're just not championship level yet. They're not going to make it out of the East. But Oh, yeah, no, I don't know about in the playoffs. I get it out. But no, I, finishing I think, the regular season, they'd have the, it would, six games is a lot to make up. It's a lot to make up, but I think LeBron's the kind of player he's able to turn that switch on, and we've we've all seen it before. He's able to turn that switch on, and I feel like the Cavs are going to go on another run. No, they could hit ten games in a row for yeah. sure. But it's just Toronto still has to lose games too. True, a lot. Yeah, yep, yeah. But okay, so you guys have no. I got Toronto at three. three. I got yeah. Toronto. I got Toronto. Who do you have three? Uh, at three right now, I, I think Indiana's going to take the three seed. Ooh. Yeah. I think Indiana's going to end Indiana. up in that three seed. Depot. Yep, yep. They're technically two games back of Cleveland right now. Uh, only one win back, though. Um, yeah, I think they, that, I think they didn't necessarily win that Paul George trade, but they did not lose that Paul George no. trade. Oh, Depot and Sabonis are unreal. I love Miles Turner. I think it, I think Stevenson that, is Indiana through and through. I think that trade is turning out to more be a win-win than a win-loss. Exactly. Both sides. Again, just like the Cleveland-LA trade, both sides. Yeah, Lance is the new Mark Jackson, the New York kid that's playing for yeah. Indiana. He, uh, he is, Lance is so yeah, good. He needs Indiana. to never leave there. They're, uh, they're one of my favorite starting fives. Uh, I mean, Oladipo's awesome. It's it's great to see him. And we when we talked about power forwards, I had Sabonis in the top ten, and that's, yep. that's great. what I think of him. He's He's so good, and Miles Turner is like a super exciting young center. He could be—he's a guy that has a huge ceiling. Um, he could be like a top five All Star center someday. Um, Indianapolis is, is looking good. Three seeds, nice though. They—they they grab this three seed, they could do some damage. So yeah, they could. They, you know, again, with, with the home, with the home games and yeah, you know, playing at home for Indiana, big time. Oh, that's a huge. 
Who's home court Who's advantage. Your basketball? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then and then that's that Mark Jackson, uh, Lance Stevenson thing in Indiana. The toughness yep. is there. Like Lance has always had the mental edge over any opponent he comes in with. So he's a. He's I a, will agree with that. <laughs> not, maybe not. Maybe talk, not always. I will agree. He's with a top. That. He's a top. But uh, I mean, when I when I talk about it and I review LeBron's career, I'll say yeah. Lance was definitely a top three guy. Oh, guarding, to shut LeBron guard, down? Yeah. I guess that's more what I think about. Oh, yeah. Guys going but, that's LeBron, saying, but that's but saying something. It is. I mean, no, that says a lot about yeah, who the, what type of player Lance Stevenson is. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's no knock. I mean, Lance is great. Yeah. So, I have Toronto. Tyler has Toronto. You have Indiana at three. At three yep. Who do you got at four? I got uh, Washington at four. Okay. Going to keep it alive. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I like John Wall's game overall. They're better with John Wall for sure. They have I, a good record I right now. I love Bradley Beal, and it just it allows him to play a different type of game with John Wall out. And I think we're really going to see what Bradley Beal is, and, and that, that is a takeover dominant all around player. And he could be a super max player now. Yeah, this is changing everything for him. I like, definitely think this season's going to make him a super max player if that contract's still around when it, when he is and, and when if he, he is up them in that spot. But yeah, no, I mean if they have a good spot to hold. They're 32 and 24. Yep. Um that's a that's a really good spot to be in right now. And they're 6 and 4 in the last 10 and I think 8 of those games have been without John Wall. So that's uh that's pretty impressive to lose. He's, he's still going to be out a few your, more weeks. Yeah, to lose yeah. to lose your star and keep it rolling. I mean, one of your stars to keep it rolling. That's that's impressive. I don't I don't know if Portland's doing that without Lillard. I mean, they you know yeah, they got scores, but probably not on the it's, West. It's like it's, that. A, it's similar. Yeah. By the by the way, Emeka Okafor is with the Wizards from last week yeah. when I when I reminded you about yeah, yeah. Emeka Okafor. He's with the Wizards. Okay. Yep, yep, yeah, he started he started Monday night. That's unreal. That's unreal. I mean, it's crazy to see a comeback after that many years. He was out of the league. He was out of the league for five years. This was the fifth year. Yeah. So yeah. So he had missed four seasons. Just yeah. shows. Don't give up on the dream. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't give Michael up on Okafor. the dream. So you 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 as well have Washington at four. No, I ha- uh, no coming in at number four. I got I got Milwaukee. I th- I like the the coaching fire. The they're eight and two in their last ten. Yep. Um, I think they're gonna. Um, I see them in like Cleveland as like the teams that have a really re- you know really high winning percentage from this point on. Um, obviously, Boston and Toronto are going to be good too, but I think Milwaukee and Cleaver are really going to be the hot teams. Um, and and Brogdon going down sucks because I really like Brogdon, but you know it's kind of addition by subtraction and, and with the guards. And then they also have Jabari coming back, so uh, I think they're all right as far as like the talent and the bodies. Um, yeah, I got I got Milwaukee at four. I think they're going to make a run. I, I also have Milwaukee at four. I think this has been Giannis's coming out party this season. They've, like you said, played extremely well since Jason Kidd got fired. It's like his after party, Sklar. <laughs> this is like his after party. Well, no, but this is the first year he's really being considered yeah, as an MVP. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. He, last year, last year he was most improved, like yeah. a candidate for most improved. This yeah. year he's a candidate for MVP. Did he win that award twice? Most improved? Yeah. No. No? Not twice. Oh. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's running the show in Milwaukee now? Who's, who's No, who's the head coach they got out there? It's the interim I, coach. Yeah, I don't even know his doesn't, name. Doesn't matter, right? They got. Yeah. It, they're not. Is it the, 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 the person who's interim coach right now will not be the coach yeah. by the end of the season. Yeah, no. I'll tell you that much. Jacques Vaughn could be. But, okay, yeah. No, I like the team they have there. Um, I, I'll be honest. I like the talent Jason Kidd acquired. Uh, I've been a, a very loud Jason Kidd detractor as a yeah. coach. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was the greatest move they could have made by firing him. I think it helps their team. Uh, you know, again, he, he built talent well. 
he he even coached well. He sees the game well. It's just it never quite translated well. I don't know if he couldn't let go of the power or what to his players. I don't know if he couldn't let go of those point guard tendencies. But I think him leaving, again, like you said about Brogdon, is addition by subtraction because these players are just going out there and doing what they do. They're playing right now. Yeah. They don't have yeah. a coach. They're just no, – they're long. Exactly. They're fast. They're out there running. Giannis no. is going, he, he, course, you know, baseline to baseline in five steps. Like, yeah. Kid, <laughs> kid, kid built a futuristic team. I mean, if those, guys, if those guys put their arms, you know, touch, touch fingertips, they're spreading the whole court. Yep, yep. Oh. Uh, he, he, uh, he definitely built a futuristic team. And, I mean, I, I, uh, I agree with you. He's probably – kid, I think – had to be in his head with his arrogance. I mean, he's got to yeah. be an entitled guy. He coached, I don't want to say that, he, but that's how I feel. He coached, no, but he we coached all know one that. year and was handed the ship. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you're not – I mean, if someone does that for you, you're going to be like, I'm, yeah. this is who I, I'm the man. And we all, way out what, I do is the right, what I do is the right thing. We yeah. all know the type of player that he was. Yeah, which was, which was great, but, yes, dominant. You know, he needed he, the control. He was that alpha male yeah. that, like – And then dude, in Brooklyn, and, he had one decent year with a stacked lineup and said, I want to be the coach and GM now. And they said, no. The team that – the team. Brooklyn bought to win it. They had a three, like a five-year yep. plan or something. I mean, they had stars, and Jason but Kidd they were all his. on the wrong side of thirty. And Jason, no, for Kidd, sure. And Jason Kidd's been in this role in life since he was in high school. He was like the high, the highest touted high school player in the nineties. You know, one arguably one of the highest touted high school players in the nineties, and then it's one of the greatest point guards of all time. So Talented. Obviously, yeah. he's got some arrogance to him, which is which is due. But is at the same time, it could hold way. you back as a coach. I just think that Milwaukee has is just playing like you guys said that carefree basketball and where they're just flowing. Yeah, that they're gonna be able to to hop up a couple spots. While I think Washington is gonna slide oh, yeah. a couple spots. No, which which could definitely happen, and and that's exactly right. Milwaukee is just is a, they're rolling with their momentum right now, which a lot of teams do after a big change, whether it be a trade or a coaching change, and like they have the talent that that momentum can turn so quickly into just full on you know yeah. run they figure East. out if they figure out like this is what we yep. do like you said eight and two in the last 10 that's that's hard to argue with because that's, a team like that doesn't slow down momentum i think that's you don't just lose seven i think it's the best in the nba for the last 10 yeah i, I mean i'd buy that no the last the, the, the best of the last 10 is the utah jazz on a 10 game winning streak oh god damn Quinn Snyder, you're the man. Yeah, that's unreal. But we'll, we'll get about Quinn Snyder when we get to the. Yeah, when we get to the. I said that before. When we get to the West, we'll get. When we get to the West, we'll get. We'll get oh, to the Jazz. But, All right. So, so four. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Who do you have, Corey? Uh, what did I say for four? DC? I had Washington. Four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for five, Milwaukee at five. For five, we've already kind of talked about them a oh, little so, bit. So you have Milwaukee at five. Yeah, who we okay. just talked about. Okay. So you have Milwaukee at five. For me at five, I have Indiana. Okay. Who's been one of the surprises of the season so far? Yeah. Um. I mean, we've we've pretty much really covered them, but just for uh, some more reference, Victor Oladipo's been playing great. He's twenty four point four points per game, four point one assists per game, five point four rebounds per game, and then like you said, Sabonis, who's been who's a top ten power forward in both of our eyes, because I'm pretty sure I had him too. He's twelve point two points per game and eight point two rebounds per game. Yeah. So I mean, I think. As one of the surprises of the season, they have that momentum to propel them into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I, I think Indianapolis is great for the NBA because they're just showing you that you should build teams, and good teams can attract. You know, if you want to add one player, but um, it, and because I don't really see Golden State as like a super team, and they're kind of the team that everyone should follow. I mean, they drafted their players, they brought them together. Yes, Durant came there later, but they had already won championships, set records exactly. without mm-hmm. Durant. Um, Lakers are doing it too, like Indianapolis. But I feel like 
Indiana is is keep, keep saying Indianapolis. You got it, you got it <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> Indiana is uh I th- I think they're building a team that they're going to stick with and they uh they're going to make playoff runs into like what Toronto's been doing. Yeah. Um and you never know. You get one guy right uh through their process it could be their you know their star and take them to the next level. And if you and if you really think about it, Indiana basketball in, town. Well, uh, yeah, State. but State. but the Pacers themselves even as recently as five, six years ago, we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, Pacers have been good my entire life. I mean, yeah, they've always I, been well, contending. I don't, I don't see the Pacers and think of not you know an uncompetitive basketball team. No, they're 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 always good. They're great, and it's because of the it's because of their 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 home court too. That always helps. Home court allows you to have role players just play crazy good. Yeah. Um, but coming in at number five, I've liked this. This has been kind of like my new favorite team. Not new favorite, but I've liked this team is Miami. Okay. Um, and they got to move up. They're holding on to the eighth seed, I think, right now. So they could easily drop off. But I like what D-Wade brings them. Um, I think they're rejuvenated. Uh, rest in peace, Razul Butler. Um, yeah. But I think that's going to bring them together. Uh, I T-Mac talked about how that death be- – uh, fixed the relationship between Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade because it was kind of a moment where they could come together and then move on. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I like I like the Miami Heat to make some moves and move forward. They've got a solid bench. They've got all the checklists. They got the finisher. They got a score. They got rim protection. All that jazz. Yeah, I mean Miami. I just feel like they're too far down. To hop up that many spots, yeah. But I still have them making the playoffs. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the, to mid- them the, in a the middle of the East is just so close. I mean, yeah, they are really all so close. Yeah, the, it's the East, crazy close. the it's East crazy. has been. I much mean, outside the top three, I mean, in Cleveland, I'm putting them in there. And their Cleveland's record is with the rest. Of the the only, it's really the top two. Only three and a half ahead of Miami. Yeah, it's really the top two have separated themselves in the East. But it's like so you have eight teams right there that are just what? How many games apart? Those eight teams. Well, Cleveland from Cleveland down and, to three and eight is three and a half separated, and then in nine you have Detroit, who's six and a half behind Cleveland for that. Okay, so seven. Yeah, seventeen. That's that's insane. It could go any any combination of those guys. But uh, I like Miami going forward. I like them at home, um, and I like their depth. And Spolcher's done it before. Yeah, no, I mean Spolcher's one of the only oh, head so coaches good. in the NBA with the ring. He's another guy I've turned my opinion on over it's, his career. Me too. Obviously, I hated him because they built the big team, and then he was winning there. But nothing but success since they've blown it up, yeah. and it's crazy. He, he, you know, he's gotten the best out of Dragic, the best out of Tyler Johnson, the best out of Whiteside. Like we've said, and Eric Spolcher has completely changed my opinion. People on People like people like Whiteside. And uh, and James Johnson and Tyler Johnson, those guys like those are six. Those are overnight success yep. stories. Basically. Those were guys. No that, one those them. those were guys that were on their last leg. They could have been out of the league. And, and he brings them. I mean, Tyler Johnson was younger, but no one saw but what he, he was going to do. Have a taste of the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all these guys he's bringing in are not guys that were guaranteed. They he, these are studs. And like Dragic, I mean, even Dragic was a backup point guard for years. Yeah, it wasn't until he got to Phoenix that he really kind of took off. No, no, well, he came up in Phoenix. Yeah, he was a backup guard. Showed his talent a little bit there, and then got a chance to really shine. And and Dragic has had a nice career. I mean, he had a great role being Steve Nash's backup. Not a lot of responsibility there. Go and play reckless. Twenty-three point game in one quarter against the Spurs in the playoffs. Dragic is nasty. Dragic is the guy that star point guards don't want to play. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, and, and you said at five. Yeah. yeah All right, so I got I got the Pacers at five. You have the Heat at five. 
and I had Milwaukee at five. Okay. Yep. And and we and we since piggyback and since we've been talking about him, I've got Indy at six. Okay. Um, I like where they're at, kind of in the playoff standings. I think that's kind of where they're going to be at is like five, six, seven. Um, but yeah, I got them at the six six seed right now. And then I have Washington sliding all the way down to the six seed. Okay. Uh, John Wall's going to be out a few more weeks. Uh, I think it's really taken a toll on the team. They're also dealing with a lot of chemistry issues, uh, a lot of infighting between teammates. John Wall publicly calling out uh, Gortat, Gortat, Gortat yeah. on Twitter, so going off. So crazy, the social but, media age that stuff can happen, you know, out of house. Like, yeah, I feel like that's the kind of shit that would never happen in house. You know, like, no, it, because social media would have, they would have, and if it would have, they would have squashed it quick. Yeah, no one would ever know. Yeah, yeah. no one would yeah. ever know. Yeah. And I mean, yes, Bradley Beal is an all star in his own right, but the team themselves with John Wall and Bradley Beal are just so much better when they're on the court together. And the Eastern Conference has been a lot more competitive this season than everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I just think that. Yeah, because of, of Miami and Indiana and, and uh, Detroit made some moves. Uh, the, those are some yeah. some good surprise those teams. Those are the three. I mean, yeah, yeah. Those are good, so those I are good I just think teams. I just think the in, the injury to a star player of John Wall's caliber, they're gonna. Yes, they've done okay since he's been down. I just think he's gonna be out for like another month. Yeah, I just think it, it's the wrong time to get hurt when you're trying to still secure that fourth seat, fourth spot. And that's my thing is I think DC can play 500 basketball. It's just that I think in the Indiana and Miami are going to play, play better over better exactly. And, and that's it's not no knock on DC because I think they're definitely more talented than those teams with John Wall. But and I think they're a very talented team without him. Bradley Beal's the man. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be around 500 without without John Wall. Yeah, and see, I, I I think they're better with John Wall, obviously. But my X factor for the Wizards is actually Scott Brooks, you know, who who in my mind created James Harden, created Russell Westbrook, you know, helped Kevin Durant flourish. Oh know, turn, yeah, turned them all into household names. And so I don't know who it's going to be aside from Bradley Beal that steps up. I don't know if it's going to be Kelly Oubre. I don't know, but I just know Scott Brooks is not going to let that team play losing he's, basketball, no matter who's out there. He's a great talent developer. Yeah, and, and, always, and he always wins talk on the about court. Him in that breath is yeah. You know, I, obviously, I think Brad Stevens is one A, but you got him right there in that second tier of coaches with Frank Vogel and Tom Thibodeau, and obviously Popovich and the Pop is one A, but that's yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's a different level. No, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I got, don't talk yeah. about Popovich in the same breath as these coaches. No, so. exactly. Yeah. The, these all those coaches are waiting for Popovich to leave. Yep. exactly. Yep. Yep. It's kind of no point yeah. having that convo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I got the Wizards at six. You have Indianapolis, yeah, Indiana and at six. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And actually, I, 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 now that I look at it closer, I had Detroit at six, but I think that I am going to go with Miami at six. Okay, I think Miami at six is probably the right spot there. Okay, uh, I, I see. You know, Detroit is three games back of Miami, and while I, I do think Detroit's going to finish up at probably forty-four and what thirty-seven, no, forty, forty-five and thirty-seven. Is that right? Yeah. I yep. think they'll probably finish up right around there. I think they'll probably be seven seed. Uh, so, yeah, I think I take Miami at that six seed just because the Dwayne Wade boosts them up from that eight spot for sure. Yeah. And so, everything else is putting it together. And then that that leads into me thinking Miami will be the seventh seed. Yep. I just think Dwayne Wade is going to be able to push them up one spot. Not sure if he'll be able to bump them up more than just one spot because of how, he's, how he is on the floor now. Yeah. And yeah. how he plays. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Goran Dragic, he's an all-star this year. 
Whiteside, when he's healthy, has been playing extremely well. He's at 14 points per game, 12 rebounds a game, 1.6 blocks a game. And, I mean, we've, we've said it this entire time, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's locker room presence is going to be huge for them. Yeah, and just in Miami, too, you know, that, that exactly. whole – Exactly. There's a reason it's called Wade County. Yeah. He's got banners hanging in that place. So it's, you it's, know, he, he doesn't go there at this point and give them four or five more wins, but he goes there at this point in the season and keeps them from losing two or three more yeah, games. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just – he calms everyone when yeah. things get tough and, and go in. He you know, doesn't yeah. add wins to the win column, but he takes away yep. losses. Yeah, you know, which oh. it's just as important, obviously, yeah. with a young team. Team fighting for a playoff spot. No, yeah, losses are definitely just as important as the as the big wins. Um, coming at number seven, just to piggy, piggyback off of what we've been talking about, because of the I got DC, and the only reason I have him at number seven is just because, like I said, I think they're going to play 500 basketball, and I like the two teams that I picked ahead of them in Miami and Indiana to play better than 500 basketball. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, we talked about the Wizards, so yeah, that's where. I, well, I'll stay at that. Yeah, I got him at number seven. Okay, and who who you, who you got at seven? Uh, well, like I said, at seven, I I, I thought Detroit was going to be six, but since I put Miami at six, I got Detroit at seven. Okay, uh, they, you know that's a big climb for them, um, but I think they're playing well. Uh, I'm not the biggest Blake Griffin fan in the world, but as I said earlier, I think that trade was huge for Detroit because I like Stan Van Gundy. I think he's better with two bigs. Uh, Andre Drummond obviously playing crazy good basketball all the time, oh. but especially since Blake got there because he mm-hmm. could just focus on rebounding and tipping the ball in. Yeah. It, there, there's a trust there, which yeah. is good. Exactly. Uh, they need to get Reggie Jackson back for sure. I love what Ishmith does, but they need both of them out there. 100%. Yeah. That's going to be big. I don't know how soon that actually happens. But Jameer Nelson could easily slide in, and big you can move Ish back to the bench. Yeah, big piece no, for no, now, no. although Ish has been playing really well. Yeah. I just still think Reggie's the guy, but you're right. For now, Jameer Nelson, that's, that's huge for them. And again, so I see they're 27 and 29 right now, and I think Detroit's going to finish up right around probably 44 and 38 or 45 and 37. So yeah, yeah, I think they're going to go on a pretty big tear here at the end of the season. Okay, and then for the eight seed, Detroit basketball, baby. You got I'm, Detroit. I'm so stoked on Detroit. I'm ready for the new Bad Boys Volume Three. That's so what they got to go by is Bad Boys Volume Three. <laughs> Absolutely, they have to. They Stanley nice Johnson walk. is the Tayshawn Dennis Rodman, Blake. Is the is the power forward like Rashid and Mahorn, and then Lambeer and Ben Wallace is Drummond? It's perfect, you know, like the, it's, it's perfect. Reggie Jackson is the perfect defensive point guard to go like go with these guys. Yep. Um, I'm so, I'm just so stoked. Detroit's one of my all time favorite basketball franchises, and I'm stoked that they're back. I got him. I got him. I got him pushing forward to make the playoffs. And you got so you got to imagine out Philly. I got Philly out or, at yeah. forty-one and forty-one. Yeah. I think if I, I think Philly is just so forty-one and forty-one. So, still, you, so you think Detroit uh, forty-two and forty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right around, yeah, right around. Yeah. I think one game over five hundred, maybe two. But um, yeah, I just think uh, I think Philly's still missing like the perimeter scoring. Uh, Embiid still doesn't play back to back. There's just still a little bit of limitations. Obviously, that team has all the potential in the world, but I got them first out. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, so, so I got well. A whole, actually, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go All ahead. Right. <laughs> My eighth seed is Philly. I think Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid—they've proven they're the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Simmons probably going to win Rookie of the Year, even though he's not technically a rookie in my eyes. That's probably the dumbest. Yeah, but thing they in gave it book. to the guys before him, so they got to give it to him too. Yeah, 
But, I mean, they've got great pieces around both of them. TJ McConnell, Robert Covington, J.J. Redick. Now, that shooting, you said that you think they're missing? I think they're missing perimeter scoring. Okay. Not necessarily now, shooting the ball. I mean, although Robert Covington's their best three-point shooter. <laughs> and, like, Sarek can spread it a little bit, but they don't ha- – and, and, like, J.J.'s a spot-up guy. Do, but, you know, but, do you know who the Sixers just signed? Who? Marco Bellinelli. Yeah. And Bellinelli, yeah, but it's just like, is that your guy on the perimeter to get you a bucket? I don't think Ben Sim. I mean, Ben Simmons can make a play, but I don't necessarily mean – I don't necessarily know if he's making a scoring play to, to get you wins consistently. Yeah, I just I, – unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say it as a Laker fan, I think that they've proven that they can ho- basically hold on to that eighth spot and keep, keep it in their grasp. Philadelphia yeah. has proven that? Yeah. No, they have not. I also have Philadelphia in the eighth seed. I It, it pains me to say that. It, I, it, it really hurts as a Laker fan to say that because the, nah. the Sixers I, and the Lakers are basically competing for the been, same thing. They've been lumped together weirdly, and I'm sick of all the t- of all the people saying, why would he not go to Philly? It's a better situation. You're talking they, about LeBron? Oh about, well, yeah, LeBron, yeah. for example, but when they have – what five more wins in the Lakers and yeah. in the East? Like, yeah. why is that situation so much better? But I do your road to the championship, I guess, to the finals, which you won't win. But I guess I do take them at the eight seed. Uh, I think they'll squeak to forty three wins. I think the team with forty three wins will get the eight seed. Um, I, I love Joel Embiid. I thought JJ Redick signing was a huge one for them. Obviously, yep. it hurts that you know. Obviously, the Fultz situation, which I won't get into, because that's a cause joke. Because fuck, fuck the Huskies. Well, we all saw it coming. Man, the guy can't even. Sh- <laughs> the guy can't him. shoot. He was the number one overall like, that's, pick. That's not and good. He, you know, the guy can't shoot. The guy doesn't know how to shoot. That's not Dude, good. I saw, I saw him I mean? airball. He's, ta- he's taking shots in the paint it's a only. Classic. Husky and I saw him airball a shot in the paint. Yeah, and, and he's like scared. Doesn't know how to do it. I mean, he he looks, like, ba- he looks like me trying to shoot inside a three point line. Basketball hasn't pretty. been good since that movie, The Sixth Man. Yeah, was, shout out Sixth Man. Great shout out movie. The Sixth Man. R. C. St. John's. Will you go on a date with me, please? <laughs> um, there we go. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, it's 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 tough in Philly. They got the good pieces, but I don't think they have it together like everyone thinks. But you're right. In the East, they can get the eight seed at forty. That's what I'm saying. At forty three and thirty nine. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right about Philly there. So. All right, to run it back, I got Boston 1, Cleveland 2, Toronto 3, Milwaukee 4, Indiana 5, Washington 6, Miami 7, Philadelphia 8. Who do you got, Tyler? Yeah, I had your same four, Boston, Cleveland, Toronto, Milwaukee. And then 5, I had Miami, 6, Indiana, 7, Washington, and 8, Detroit. Okay, and then, Corey, who do you got? I have Boston 1, Toronto 2, Indiana 3, Washington 4, Milwaukee 5. I got Miami six, and I got Detroit seven, Philadelphia eight, and I think the Cavaliers missed the playoffs at, Wait. Four, at forty-two and forty. Hold on, what? The, yeah, the kid. No, I mean that's not. I don't think. I know the Cavaliers you, missed the playoffs at forty-two and forty. No way. Shocking. They're even going to finish over five hundred. And and you can't seriously believe this. You can you can check my Twitter after the Gordon Hayward injury game one. Uh, I said Cleveland looked not like a playoff team in the East. I said they didn't have it together. They showed the most desperation I've ever seen from a team that people thought were a shoe in for the finals at the trade deadline. Did it help them? Yes. Was it desperate? Yes. 100%. I mean, you can't call it anything but that. 
people were talking about how it wasn't even fun to watch basketball because the Warriors and the Cavs were so sure to be in the finals not three months ago. And now this team is so desperate. They have to move everyone they brought in in the offseason. And we want to just say they got better. Like, we thought they got better after the Kyrie trade. We thought they got better when they, you know, every move they ever made. They, got, they brought Dwayne Wade in. Yeah. Like, they're going to be so much better. But they've looked like nothing good. And they've won two games since the trade. Like, yeah, but like I said, all teams find this juice after a trade, addition by subtraction. Players, like, play out of their mind because they know they're going to get minutes for a few games. Uh, I love the players they got for the, for the long term. Uh, like I said, George Hill doesn't give them more wins this year. Kevin Love's out five more weeks. So we're looking at a starting lineup uh, right now of, of what do we got? George Hill at the one, J.R. Smith at the two. Who, who are they starting at the three? I think, they go, I think they go LeBron and Jeff Green. They go LeBron, yeah. Jeff Green, and Tristan Thompson. And you want to tell me that's a, a, what, a what lineup? J.R. Smith didn't start in New York. Yeah. Right. I mean, George. Oh no, yeah, yeah. George, JR, you yeah. can't. How, George how Hill. George Hill was starting for a team that had 17 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's LeBron. All right, people are gonna, people are going to argue me that all day. Then <laughs> Jeff Green has never started anywhere, and Tristan Thompson wouldn't start on half the teams in the league. I mean, so that's what we're saying is all of a sudden premier basketball in the East. I'm not saying it's premier basketball, but they're not going to not make the playoffs. They have, like I said, I think they go. Nine and I think they go. Yeah, nine and eighteen. Nine and eighteen the rest of the way out, and I honestly think that's giving them something because of LeBron James factor. I Uh, think just the simple fact that they're excited at the potential of being better crazy is is well yes okay that is that's like what's carrying them right. I would say there has been a bit of an overreaction. There's there's still a lot left to be seen. I mean, I mean, on paper, they're not as good as they were before the trade. Hundred percent on people, paper. But we, but we acknowledge the fact that it's just the energy level, and yeah. the youth, and, and the athleticism, better. and the, the future. The depth is better, and all nothing, this kind of nothing stuff. Nothing tangible on the floor that can help. Nothing them. tangible on the floor that can help them, and it's just like this is builds into the whole thing where we've said every move that they've ever made around LeBron is a beneficial move just because they make it. It's like, yeah, LeBron does make players better, but the last five or six moves they've made around LeBron have not worked out. Why do we think this one's going to be any different? Why do we think all of a sudden, like, oh, we found the five golden pieces we need to put around LeBron? No, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win the chip with this this team or even get to the finals. No, I don't but, think they're going to win yeah. at all. But yeah, no, but I still I still think they're they're a solid basketball team just purely because they have the best player. I mean, they do have some solid role players, but. Yeah. I also am one that like completely. I think Cleveland's GMs and ownership have been uh, like d- done su- supremely well. I think they're always trying to make the team better, and they make it better because LeBron wants them to. And so it's all on LeBron. I mean, if he wants them to make moves, they make moves, and they always make moves for him. I mean, before yep. he went to Miami, they would sign people. I mean, there was a point where people thought Shaq was like he wants to get the king a ring. You know, yeah. Antoine Jameson. They You're signed. right. Uh, uh, Mo Williams to make a midseason. You know the the team is willing to make the moves. Um, it's just all on LeBron, and but that's how it's always been. It's always on. It's always on LeBron. Win or lose, good or bad, um, that's what it's all about. I think they're going to make the playoffs, obviously, but uh, I don't think I don't think this is a championship contender, and I they're dangerously close to getting bounced in the second round or the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think they're at least going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and, when and when they get there, I think minimum. I think yeah. minimum they're going to win a series. Don't get me wrong; they get in the playoffs, they probably win a series. I, I I know LeBron. This is all predicated on me saying they miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Seven game series is different. Yeah, than LeBron this has the final edge run. for sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and I will say, 
I am waffling a little more since the trade deadline. I thought it was a sure thing they were missing the playoffs before the trade deadline. You know, I've thought it all season, and then it like, was collapsing, and I thought it was a sure thing. This trade does help them, and it makes me hesitate because I don't think they can lose eight games in a row quite like they were in potential to do before. But at the same time, I do think that it'd be overreacting to say that this fixes everything all of a sudden. When any other team that makes this many changes midseason – would be blowing up the roster, not getting ready for a championship. Dude, run. they're better off. They're better off going to Hawaii for a week during the All Star break to do a training camp than participating in anything at All Star weekend. Well, yeah, yeah, get together. Get that'd be crazy. That'd be that would make some news. It would if if a team said, "Hey, we're not participating well, in the All Stars yep. like stuff." That'd be crazy. Well, I mean, you got to you got to think about it like this. Like you said, they're preparing to make this playoff run, this playoff push to basically get as high as high as seating as possible the next month month and a half before the playoffs that's training camp yeah yeah and i mean and and the other thing is like cleveland's desperate they got they have lebron right now and they nothing else is guaranteed they got these 29 games or whatever left that's all that's guaranteed for them to have you know one of the greatest players ever um, playing for their team and and so they they have to make moves as a franchise to you know to really try to keep LeBron happy here's what I'll say about it and and you know I'm not going to go too far into it because LeBron all respect is one of the greatest evers but this just looks more and more to me and again George Hill will fit in on any team but then you get past that and, and Nance as well but then you get past that and I love Jordan Carson's game I love Ronnie Hood's game Jordan Carson is not going to be able to be Jordan Carson with LeBron James. It's going to be completely different out there. You know, once it came to crunch time, do you remember what it, what they made Mo Williams look like? Yeah. It, he was basically a non-factor once games got important because the way he handled the ball to create his own shot did not jive with what LeBron in the did. Yeah, so then you become a spot-up shooter only, and that's not Jordan Carson's game. He's unassisted on 95% of his points this season. He's just, he, he does not score off assists. And then you get to Rodney Hood, who's also a great shooter, a great scorer. He shoots a little better off the spot up, but again, I think once you get into the clutch time of the season, LeBron stops trusting those plays so much and starts tightening it up a little bit, and you don't see those guys impacting the game the same. And then it's basically LeBron, Caleb, Tristan, and J.R. Smith going out there and doing the same thing they've been doing yeah, without they, Kyrie. They, they, without still Kyrie. they still don't have the they still don't have the killer. Yeah, yeah. Which again, that's a whole other thing. But I, I, that's how I feel. Is no matter how good those players are for the for the stretch, once it becomes important, LeBron takes away the parts of their games that really shine. And bottom line is they're just not good enough to beat the Warriors. No, no. that's yeah, and that's and the there, although yeah. the, or the Rockets in my mind. Now I do think the yeah. Warriors come out, but I don't think the Cavs can beat the Rockets if they win and saw them. Yeah. Now speaking of the Golden State Warriors, let's move to the Western Conference. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure all three of us, number one seed in in the West, we have the Warriors. Well, nothing's for sure over if, here. If they play their players. You know, if yeah, because they, they could pull the pop. They, they have one game on the Rockets right now, and if they get cute, I don't see the Rockets losing more than five or six. No, more. the Rockets are on it. They're trying to keep the pedal on the floor, whereas Golden State's trying to manage. I know they played Phoenix, but Golden State's got Steve Kerr out there on the players' coach last night, and it's like that's all, <laughs> that's all good and all, but you lose one or two of those games. Not that it matters for playoff time, but you lose that one seed real quick. That reminds yeah. me. That remind that kind of stuff reminds me of the, the old LeBron Cleveland teams, yeah. where you're goofing around and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, you know, you're winning so much and. It's was so easy yep. that you kind of like you're, you might be losing it a little bit but Golden State one thing I'm going to add about Golden State is Jordan Bell's had a he's great season great and find. I love what like that was he's a great had a find. hell of a year uh, that yeah. was that was a great find 
No, yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, no, I mean, that's all. I mean, Jordan Bell. It's just it's crazy out. how they do it because Jordan Bell, Dylan Brooks. I mean, last year, what was, what was his Patrick McCaw? Is that? Yeah. They, just, yeah. they keep finding these guys that people. Does Dylan Brooks play for the Warriors? He's an Oregon guy. Like, no, yeah, Dylan yeah, Brooks. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, my bad. Yeah, no, Jordan Bell and, yeah. uh, and but Patrick McCaw is the other one. Patrick yeah, McCaw no, is right. the one. Yeah. And and um, and uh, Ian was it Ian Clark? Yeah, That's Ian the one. Clark. Oh, way back. No, no, last no, year. No, Ian Clark. Ian Clark. Yeah, but there was someone else. Last no, McCaw year, was too. last year. McCaw. Yeah. yeah. They also have Kavon Looney from UCLA. Yeah, Looney, who, was, who, who Looney was a good pickup too. No, it's just like these low key players. You're right. Jordan Bell is the best example. He can become a starter for a long time on that team. Oh, just again showing other NBA franchises how you do it. Yep. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to build. You have to build like a culture. You have to build an, an identity. And you know the Warriors have always been an up-paced team, so it's like fits the city. It all goes together perfectly. That's why they're having success. Yeah. So I I got the Warriors. I mean, I just think they're yeah. a shoe in. Yeah. yeah. War, Warriors. I still and the Warriors in one for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah and Warriors then Houston, and Houston. Houston at two. I mean, yeah. CB3 and James Harden has worked out just as probably way better great. than I would have thought. Yeah. I mean, but agreed. I. You know, they were a great team. I thought Chris Paul would leave them about the same team, and he's actually improved them. I, yeah. I'm shocked. No, yeah, it, and it's, it's amazing they can play together. And Clint Capella, even though I don't give him a lot of credit, has proved to be a pretty important piece for them. I don't give him much credit for what they're doing, but he's just a numbers guy. His, perfect. His, num- his numbers are off the charts as, as far as, like, efficiency and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the three seed for me is the Spurs. I mean, Pop's always – found a way to get it done mm-hmm. even without Kawhi Leonard this season yep. the team still leads the league in opponents points per game <laughs> they only allow 98.2 points per game yeah that's crazy in today's NBA because if the score is under 100 it looks weird oh which I remember weird. I remember as a kid that it was the opposite of that if it was 100 points you're like okay this is a high scoring game well I mean sure. Lawler's law first point first team to 100 yeah. wins the game 90% of the time oh yeah no who, yeah who um, do you got at three uh I gotta stick with the Spurs because it's tried and true, you know. Exactly. And, and again, I think Kawhi will come back. I think they'll be, whether he does or doesn't. Uh, I think they'll be fine because they know how to adjust so well. the The big thing is, and I think Minnesota will keep winning at the rate they they're winning at. But that's one of those pieces where is a Derrick Rose pickup going to get them a couple more wins because they could pass for that third seed for sure. You know, yeah, I, if, I gotta finish with the Spurs in three, but that Derrick Rose could be that little bump Minnesota needs. Exactly. Yeah, the ra- the race is for the third spot. I got. I got I got OKC coming in at the three. They're wow. gonna yeah. they're gonna turn it around. I'm waiting yep. for them to turn it around. Uh, they, I they they're only they're three games. They're what two and a half games behind uh, San Antonio for the three spot. Yep. Um, they still have all the firepower in the world. Um, yeah, I got I got Oklahoma City at the number three spot. Okay, so Corey and I have the Spurs. Tyler has and I got and, City. I, and I got San Antonio. I got San Antonio at number four. Finished out the home court advantage. Um, all you know, all the points you guys hit, Popovich, uh, two Hall of Famers coming off the bench. Yeah, and to to Corey's point about them adapting so well, look at how well they've adapted to Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili on the bench, and how well Dejounte Murray's played in place of Tony Parker. Great player, you know, Great player. I don't know if it has any truth to it, but like, pa- I can just picture Popovich going up to Tony Parker and saying it's time, and him just saying <laughs> okay. Oh, like I literally feel like it was as nonchalant as that. Oh, so um, do they I. They just knew. They knew. They're like, all right, you know, we've been waiting on this. We've been trying out things. It's, uh, yeah. It's just Parker and Ginobili versus some bench guys that are normally younger, or you know, they're missing a part of the game or something. Those guys are just going to torch people. Yeah, and then and they're going to play at the end of the game if they're hot. And if they're not, they're playing the other guy that was hot. You know. 
Yeah. If Patty Mills or yeah, Dejounte Murray, still have Patty Mills. If, if Patty Mills or Dejounte Murray is hot, then they play them, and it's, all right. Yeah, and Good then go. at four, I have Minnesota. The the Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins experiment it's worked out pretty well. Um, I think it's worked better so far, at least, than the OK three experiment, just based off of where they're at in the standings oh, currently. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Timberwolves as a team, they average 109.6 points per game, which is the sixth sixth highest in the league. And then Tibbs prides himself on defense, and we all know what defense gets you in the playoffs. So, and then Oklahoma City for me at five. It's like Thibodeau did a like a, a dream team. Yeah, he got every player he wanted. It's who, crazy. Who do you got it for, Corey? Yeah, I got. Um... I mean, I mean, you're right. The West, it looks a lot like the East in the middle. It's just so jammed up. Yeah. I still keep San Antonio at three. I say Minnesota at four. Again, I think they're going to keep that pace. But OKC is is so up and down. And they, yeah. keep, they keep winning three games, losing two. Winning four games, losing three. Winning five games, losing two. So it's like they're figuring it out slowly but surely. But are they going to end the game on a skid or on a run? Uh, and, yeah, i got to go with Minnesota at four. Yeah, yeah. yeah week to week, close battle. Week to week, being an Oklahoma City guy, it's like, oh, this week I look good, and then next week it's like, oh, I'm not looking too yeah, good. Like you yeah. lost to the Lakers twice in one week. I know one game you didn't have Russ and Mello, but the other game you had everyone. Yeah, the other game you had everybody, and, and you still and lost. That's no knock on the Lakers, but it's like to lose twice in one week to the Lakers. That's your team that you the, think you should beat. You need to get one of those if you're OKC, well, not if you're I, a Laker fan. No, yeah, as OKC, you got to go into that game being like, all right, we got to beat this team. That's a must win in the West when you're, where you're trying to prove that you're a legit team. And you're trying to prove, Paul George, stay here. Carmelo, stay here. You know? Yeah. Like, you got a lot on the line. Yeah, so, and speaking of OKC, I have them at five. I just think the slow start really hurt them. And then I think their biggest Achilles heel is – the Andre Roberson injury, which hurts them on the defensive end. That's a big one. And <laughs> their lack of depth. Yep. No, yeah. that's that's the only note I have on them is is the big three, Steven Adams, and then a limited bench. That's like the story. That's yeah. Yep. Their la- their lack of depth. Their yeah. lack of depth. They probably have the worst bench of all the it's playoff brutal. teams. Brutal. Oh, for sure. It's brutal. Their best bench player is Jerry and Grant. Well, they have Alex Abrinas playing like sixteen. Uh, yep. Game. Yep. And J- and Jerry and Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's, I mean, that's not I mean, Raymond Felton. When the last game we watched them play, the announcers were saying, "Yeah, this is Raymond Felton's group." And I'm like, "Why is Raymond Felton got a group right now?" Like, <laughs> oh, that's on, a valid on, question. I mean, I love the Tar Heels. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, guys, sing a banner, but shit, like, why that, is Raymond Felton the leader of the second unit? Yeah, no, especially for a team that we're talking about being in the three, four, five seed in the West. Like, that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Paxton saw him the other game. We were watching. He says, is that fucking Raymond Felton? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, no, there's no way. And Tyler was like, yeah, no, that's his unit. And <laughs> yeah. I, just, I was just jaw-dropped. Like, just holy ru- shit, Paxton that- knew something I didn't about the NBA. Raymond See, Felton's still alive. So it's like, okay, so the second units go out. Like, you know, even if OKC has the home court advantage and then – San Antonio brings out Tony Parker. It's like Tony Parker's going to eat Raymond Felton alive. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, come on, guys. We'll settle on the court, all right? We'll <laughs> That's enough bashing a Tar Heel. That's probably as much as I've ever done. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's edit that part co- out. Coming no. at number, coming <laughs> in at number five, I got Minnesota. Okay, so. <laughs> I got OKC, so. Yeah, yeah there you go. Minnesota, so number five. Stuff. Thibodeau. Uh, and so like good. I said, he's got his dream team. He's got all the athleticism in the world. Carl Anthony Towns is is a uh, top five defensive player in the league. 
it's I love Carl Anthony Towns. It's crazy how good the center position is that, you know, I question where I put him on my list when I think he's one of the most dominant centers we've seen in a long time. And he might not even be like a top three center right now. He's no, number two. No, well, it, you guys had your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no, he's he's no it, it's, it's, I mean, the, the – Depending uh, on the way you position him, I get that. Yeah, the, yeah. Set, the center position is crazy talented. It's and crazy he, right And he's now. crazy talented. He's Th- so those good. guys are just the future. No, this yeah. This is the, what the future The future wave is great. Yeah, and and that's part of uh, Minnesota's uh, um, glory to me is is Thibodeau's an old school, hard nosed coach, and you wonder how he'll connect to those young guys, and you wonder if they'll you know if they'll attach or if they'll push back, and they have bought in. Yeah. as anyone that's ever bought into Thibodeau's system knows, you buy in, you'll get some success. Detroit, watch Minnesota play. Buy in, to trust Van Gundy. Pump, you know, trust <laughs> it. It's gonna work. Yep. So yes. Pop's still doing it. I mean, shit, yeah, you know, it's not like. It's not – it can't be done. So. Yeah, you, you just and, see the system and do it. That's that's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, and, I mean, Pop's been putting, you know, uh, LeBron and the Warriors on the ropes. Yeah. Oh, so you can do you, you can do it. I mean, Thibodeau. Thibodeau Stan Van Gundy team. put Dwight Howard and four people that I play with the fucking 24-hour fitness in <laughs> yeah. Hollywood yeah. on the court. Hey. And they went to the finals. Yeah, yeah. Jameer yeah. Nelson and Mikhail Petras ain't no slouches. Hey, so what about Petras Rashard Lewis and Hito Turkoglu? <laughs> then people <laughs> – that's what I'm saying. And, and, and Turkoglu and, and Rashard Lewis got paid $100 mil each. From that, they got paid. oh yeah, and that's why they can afford to just play the local twenty-four hour fitness Qu- now. Courtney right? Lee is still playing off that contract. Dude, he, yeah, he yeah. is. But Hito Turkoglu is now the president of like Turkey basketball or something. <laughs> Had to do something good for him. So to live off Dwight Howard kickouts all all your life. <laughs> anyway, so the sixth seed, I have the Trailblazers. CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard always seem to find a way to make it in the playoffs in such a competitive conference. Yusuf Nurkic, who got traded from Denver to Portland last season. Really good player. Very productive this season for them. I'm not sure how they would fare in a seven-game series in the playoffs this season, but I definitely see them making it competitive. See, like, how how are you going to say LeBron would go to the Clippers or the Sixers over a team like Portland? You know what I mean? Like, where you have scores galore around you. I'm sitting here, it's like, why the fuck would he want to go play with these guys? Like... (laughs) I, I got Portland at number six too. It's just like those two guys alone are, are should should attract talent. It's like LeBron, run at the hoop, jump. You'll either have McCollum, Lillard, any anyone you want. And, okay, and they're a solid center, like we said. And the positions the positions talented. Well, and they man. have one of those yeah. talented guys. Yeah, Nurkic uh, is a great pickup for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah giving st- up Plumlee only yeah, for him stole, last year. They basically. stole him because Steel. Denver needed to get rid of him. And Denver yeah. thought they were getting the better short term help. And Nurkic shined right away. Yeah, but I mean, jo- I think well, Jokic is a better. Oh, player better player. Than no, no, they needed to choose, and Jokic is the better player. No, no, they needed Portland to choose. Portland won though. On yeah, that exactly. Yeah, it was a win 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 win, but. Um, yeah, so I got I got Portland at number six. Although I do think they're limited in a playoff series, they're not beating San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, let no. alone Houston or Golden State. Um, yeah, I mean they they always they always surprise me though. Portland always is better than I than I realized. And that and that home court is also yep. great for them. Yep, I've I've seen many games in the in the Rose Gardens, the Great Arena. Who you got at six, Corey? Yeah, let's see, I got I got Portland at six. Um, Regular season, actually, for me, for Portland, is sketchier than when they're in the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win a series, well, but you get in the playoffs, it all depends how many game winners Damian Lillard can hit. 
you know. He's uh, been known to hit a couple. He's yeah, been possession, known to possession hit a couple. ISO basketball in the playoffs. It's just like CJ and Dame are as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. they can hang if they're in the fourth quarter with someone. You're right. They won't, and it's tough at the end of the West. But I actually like their playoff fortitude better than the regular season fortitude. Well, and there's yeah. so much talent at that 3-4 position um, that, like, you know, Evan yep. Turner and Al Farouk Amino are great players, but that's like more let's, more of a second tier guy on a championship team. Yeah, let's not throw it out great, you know, talking about those guys. But no, no, that's what I mean. The, you know, like Evan Turner and Amino, it's like Yeah. On yeah. a championship team they're a role player. They can you know what great. I mean? They're so not look but, at Andre Iguodala. You said they're but, starting there? You're, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. They, right. Yeah. They, so they they got they gotta play you know, they gotta play Dur- Durant and Kawhi possibly <laughs> and PG thirteen and Melo and like Gonna and Wiggins cooked. and Butler, yeah. it's like nah, you keep yeah, no, that, that's that's cook. That's where it is for me. So, talented center, two of the best guards in the league, and then it's it's kind of sketchy. You do need that. a swingman though, that's yeah. for sure. The, the, it just shows you need some sort of swingman. The fact that at the sixth Three, four, seed, honestly, no. with two really two guys, with no, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. and, so. and, and the West will become more and more. But yeah, yeah. two guys. It's yeah. McCollum yeah. and Lillard. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then for seven, I have Denver. This is where it gets good. Yeah, I have Denver hopping up to seven. They, as a team, they average just over 107 points per game. Jokic is averaging 16 and 10. Will Barton's averaging 14 and a half points per game, four assists, almost five rebounds. Gary Gary Harris is at 17 points per game. They've got a great young core, and this is the first time for most of them that they'll probably be in the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a great jump that they'll be able to make for the future, and I just think they've been playing really solid basketball. They they were a team that like a lot of people had in the playoffs preseason. They're the one team that I just didn't really get behind. Oh yeah, I, from I, the start you haven't. Yeah, been I, I I would. I mean, if I was gonna play against Denver, I would just try to outscore them, stop their three point shooting. I mean, outside of three point shooting, I feel like they're pretty limited. Although they have a crazy amount of perimeter scoring. And, and I would just try to win. Th- you know, the, get them taking twos, and it's a win. Yeah, for sure. Is Millsap not playing still? Is that no? He's still hurt. Yeah, yeah he's still hurt. And is he going to come back? I think he's played less than twenty games this year. Which, which has been it's been crazy. They're in this position without yeah. Millsap. Yeah, because they because they score the rock. It's just like yep. how do you guys let these people just jack yeah. up threes all game? Again, they might be a better team because of it. I love Millsap's yeah. game. I think he'll I think he'll help them when he comes back. But again, this might be one of those cases where they play a completely different brand. They're of playing basketball Wilson Chandler at the four. Yeah, so essentially, so essentially, they got Joe Cage surrounded by four guards. Yep. Yeah. I mean. Wilson awesome. Chandler is a big, big guy, so he can play like the three, four, whatever. But, but he's a, a perimeter player. Yep. He, he, I mean, his his game is outside. So you know, and then they got Gary Harris and and, um, I mean, and Jamal Murray and Barton. You know, the, if, that's a that is a scoring squad. If you if you think about it, that's kind of like a similar lineup. Now, obviously, talent wise, it's very different, but it's a similar lineup to the to the death lineup that the Warriors have. Yeah, with. Jokic at the five. Sometimes they'll play Durant at the five, and then you have those four smaller people because Draymond Green is not six eight. Yeah, he's not six nine. Yeah, no, you can play. You can play a center around around perimeter players nowadays, and you can definitely get away with having a three playing the four and then three guards. Um, but yeah, I, I don't got. I got. I got Utah as a seven seed, not a not Denver. I think they're going to make the push. They're going to get in. Um, Quinn Snyder, the Seattle, Seattle guy, we shouted him out a couple times. Um, working with, you know, names that not everybody could work with, I don't think. But uh, Donovan Mitchell has been a, a crazy good – probably the best uh, surprise of the draft, arguably, other than maybe Kuzma. Yeah. Um, 
uh, as far as like coming out of nowhere. Um, and then Ingles is having a really good, uh, really good year for a role player. Always wants to score the bucket. And then Gobert, you know, just as good as any of those centers. And, and he's back off of injury. Um, possession basketball, you know, normally does pretty well getting to the playoffs. Yeah, and who who do you got, Corey? Yeah, um, at the seven spot, you know, I was I was looking at it, and it's tough to take Denver out of that spot. But I also think Utah, like I said, with Quinn Snyder and how how they're coached and how well they're put together, being this close and in this position, I just I can't take it away from them. They're they're one of the better coached teams as far yeah. as far as consistency. There is, yeah. you know, like you know what you're getting out of them. It's there's, like Fisdale and Grizzlies to me. It's yeah. like similar Should kind of Billy yeah. team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then in that case, I have Utah at eight. Yeah. So I have them. Who do you have at seven? I have Denver. You got Denver at Denver seven. Denver at seven. Okay. So, I mean, Utah, they're the hottest team in the league right now. They're one and a half games out of the eight seed right now. They're on the outside looking in. They've won 10 games in a row. Jay Crowder has had immediate impact out there, God, like you guys have been saying. Ten games in a row. Quinn, Quinn Snyder's working with names not many people could work with. Yeah. But, I mean, I think they're going to leapfrog the Clippers, who are in the nine spot right now. And yep. the Boogie Cousins injury, in my opinion, is going to yep. affect the Pelicans so much that they're yep. going to fall out of the I eight agree. seed. For sure. So, I mean, with Gobert back, Donovan Mitchell playing the way he is, Jay yeah. Crowder – Bringing that defense, still got Favors, who who yeah, who Favors is- hasn't produced the numbers that people thought with his name because he was such a like a high profile one and done. But that to me that means he's probably playing really good defense. If he's playing for Quinn Schneider, he's still getting minutes, and he's you know he may not be yeah, like a productive. twenty and ten guy, but uh, you know he's he's a he's a pivotal piece for them. Yeah. So coming at number eight, I got L A. Just not not the Lake Show. I got the Clippers. God. I got the Clippers holding on. Um, I just, I, I still, I, Lou will comes off the bench. He's, he's playing 33.7 minutes a game in the last 10 still games come off the bench. since, since they made all this trade and he's averaging 33.7 and yeah. they just resigned oh, him. He's getting yeah. crazy buckets. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. Lou will Deandre. That's, that's a weird combo, but they're getting buckets. Still got Tobias Gallo, Avery, who are good players in this league. Um, they actually just have a good amount of, uh, of solid role players. So we'll see if, uh, Lou Will can keep it hot and make and keep them in the playoffs. I just don't think twenty nine and twenty six. That's that's pretty. It's uh, pretty crazy that they're even that. Yeah, I that. mean, that's better than what people thought they were going to be after the Blake Griffin trade, especially after losing Chris Paul in the offseason. Yeah. yeah, and they made that weird comment that they wanted to keep making a playoff push after that trade. I mean, which didn't re- I trade away Blake Griffin doesn't really look like you're trying to make a playoff push, but but I mean, re-signing Lou Will that yeah. that's part of it. It's weird that they didn't trade him after the re-signing uh, he's got to be one of the guys that was well he's for well it. once once they re-signed him he's not eligible to be traded until oh okay. like there's like a certain time yeah, period yeah, once yeah, you yeah, sign yeah, a new yeah, contract yeah, it's you like can't a 90 be day period something like that who do you got at eight Corey? yeah i mean you know you can call it a hometown pick but i got the lakers in the eight seed okay uh right now they're six and a half back of the seven and the eight seed they're seven back of the six seed as you've talked about, you think Cleveland's going to make up six rounds in the East. LA is a significantly hotter team right now. Uh, I think they picked up more talent. Uh, you know, I think Isaiah gets them a couple more wins, even though he's only here for this year. He yeah. does give. He does. I will say about Isaiah, and one thing that's been talked about with the Lakers is they don't have anybody to take a last shot. Yeah, Isaiah could take the last shot now. Yeah, for this year, you know, I think if we get when we get into the playoffs, I think it's a problem. And that's it. So we have six and a half games to make up over you know Denver, New Orleans. The Clippers, I mean, obviously Utah's there. 
and and we're the hottest team in basketball. Uh, I think we need to go forty-two and forty to make the playoffs. Uh, that would take nineteen, nineteen and eight from us, which is a significant slowdown from how we're playing right now. Is actually w- winning less games than yeah. w- than what we've done so far in two thousand eighteen. Uh, you know, I don't, I just don't see how we slow down much more than that. Clippers are falling backwards a little bit. They've kept it together, but they won't. New Orleans is falling backwards. Obviously, it's just too hard to keep it together after everything. I like the Miritich pickup as a, a little quick move to try and try and try know, to stop save the that. Season. Yeah, exactly. But it just won't help. And yeah, I think at forty-two and forty, the Lakers actually get into that eight spot. There's no reason to think they'll start slowing down now. They've been beating every every type of team. Early in the season when they were losing, they were, they lost to the Warriors in overtime. They lost to the Warriors by four. They lost to the Rockets They've beaten by three. The Celtics. They beat the Celtics. They've beaten the Thunder twice. They beat the Rockets. They beat the Rockets. So it's just like they, they have no problem. They actually play down to teams' levels, some of these bad teams. Yeah. All of Dallas. That's, that's no business their biggest problem. That game. But like you said, it, it has to do with figuring out how to play defense with Isaiah out there. Uh, I, I, th- I think we just keep rolling. I mean, we have to win two games for every one we lose, and I don't, don't think that's a problem at all for the Lakers right now. It seems like that's, you know, that's the move they're making. My, my, Hopefully, I hope that happens. I, listen, oh, if you're right and they do make the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. I will be the happiest. Yeah, 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 for sure. Ever, yeah. but I just think there's a natural progression of 17 wins, 26 wins. I think they're going to get to about 35 wins this year, and, and that'd maybe, be great. It, exactly. Yep. No matter what, anything is, is an improvement after the past two seasons. Yep. Again, no, they're just, again they're just in the perfect spot. Like Isaiah has to play for the for the. For the money, um, they have no. Their win loss has no effect on their draft position, nope. so it's it, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you can just go and try and play your very best basketball with Isaiah being the guy that's really trying to play his best basketball. Um, you got Caldwell Pope and Brook trying to you know get paid again. Yep, it could be good. Yeah, and no, everyone on that team is just playing for something different. Like you said, Isaiah for a new contract. Channing Fry for a, for a new contract, yep. really, because he's yep. not done. I mean, he's got yeah. a couple years. Well, no, he could be, but he can still shoot the ball for yes. a team. Yeah, right. Maybe not a contract, no, but, but maybe he, one last chance at a go-round. He can play in a championship Julius Randle proving to be a Laker, to stay a Laker. He's proven all sorts of things. Brandon Ingram trying to prove he can be a star player, you know, getting more responsibility. So everyone is playing for something on this Lakers team. Obviously, when Lonzo comes back, he wants to prove it's his team still and how much he's yeah. improving, which yeah. he, he's going to take us to a new level. We have, we have all the power. We have all the power. KCP. You know he's gone next year. He's Most just, likely, yeah. He's just riding it out, and I like him fine. But, but he's trying whatever. to get paid elsewhere. Still trying to get paid elsewhere. Yeah, he's trying to be fucking things up for us. So yeah. it's just like everyone's playing crazy hard for something. And it seems like everyone's bought in on Luke Walton right now. It seems like everyone's – For the most it. part, at least. For the most part, you know. Obviously, we have – every team's got his – The Lakers so. are, so that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's just good that we're in a position where we don't have to force any moves. We're not going to make the wrong move because we're trying. Exactly. That's what we did at the end of Kobe's era. We were forcing moves because we needed to make a move. And, you know, the whole Biden thing kind of went crazy. You You're know, Because we tried. Because we tried, yeah, yeah, exactly. But right now, we just we got all the power. We don't have to try. We can we can keep progressing another off season without a Paul George or a LeBron, um, and set ourselves up for for the future. Yep. Yeah, we've made we're set up for now and the future. Yeah, we've made enough right moves in a row to where now we can just sit back yeah. and let the moves come to us. Oh, yeah. But we've yeah. done it. We've set it up. We have the space yep. we need. We we've, have the team we want. It's like we we've can drafted make all extremely well yeah. out of the lottery. Oh. We don't have to force anything now. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm just gonna give it a shout out right now. Josh Hart has been a, a yeah. revelation as a role yeah. player. Oh, he does everything. He's they're calling him. They're calling him Josh Barkley. Yes, and it's crazy. Yeah, he's boarding like crazy. It's, it's yeah. wild out there. He went from being a two way contract type of guy to a rotational player in almost yeah. no time at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
No, we've drafted extreme. I mean, we drafted extremely well in the lottery with you know D'Angelo and Hopefully, Julius and yeah. Brandon Ingram and, yeah. and Lonzo, and we've drafted extremely well out of the lottery. Uh, we've got the right coach. Um, everything's working out right. Yeah. So let's run it back, Tyler. Who you got one through eight? All right, Western Conference goes Golden State and Houston, then uh, OKC and San Antonio. Number five is Minnesota, six Portland, seven Utah, and eight the Clip Show. And then I got Golden State one, Houston two, San Antonio three, Minnesota four, Oklahoma City five, Portland six, Denver seven, Utah eight. Corey, who you got? I have Golden State one, Houston two, San Antonio three, Minnesota four, the team that used to be from Seattle five, Portland six, Utah seven, and your L.A. Lakers number eight and probably winning the finals. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. There you go. It's another banner year for the Lakers. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Shout out the post-Kobe era. There you go. Some other quick things about the Lakers that I heard. So they're in the midst of a three-game road trip right now. They've played the Mavs on Saturday. They play the Pelicans on Wednesday. And then they play the, the Timberwolves Thursday on back-to-back. The Mavs game was Saturday, but they lost. They play the Pelicans Wednesday. That's like three days in between. And what's going on in New Orleans right now? Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah. The team. So the team flew home to L.A. for three days because they didn't want a team full of young guys. Because, like, the Lakers are probably one of the youngest teams in the league. They got to have a couple guys who can't buy a drink. Oh, Lonzo can't buy a drink yet. Can, can, can B.I.? Bra- I'm pretty sure Brandon Ingram is two months younger than Lonzo. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I can't even buy a drink, man. So, basically, they didn't want the team to stay in New Orleans for three days during Mardi Gras. So, they flew home in the middle of a road trip. Hey, that's that's keeping a grasp on your team. You know, that's I guess that's the kind of <laughs> decisions you NBA. have to make. Life Go, in the NBA. Yeah. Mag- yeah. Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka obviously think they got to keep a little tighter grip on this young team. Well, and people, people, say, people say it all the time. The worst thing a team can have is an off night in L.A. <sighs> yeah. Well... <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> no. at Mardi Gras. You know. Yeah, no, Mardi, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is a whole other yeah. story. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah, we only have half our team actually for this game. They're, re- <laughs> they're ready for it. They need as much. They can get through all this diversity now, so they they grow stronger. It's and a good enough time to spend in LA. Get get a little yeah. get a little rest or uh, yeah. Sleep in your own bed for a couple of nights. Yeah, and then Lonzo, he's going to be out at least another week. He's most likely not going to play in the Rising Stars game. That means he will have missed 15 straight games going into the All-Star break. What level of concern do you guys have right now as far as this injury? I mean, if he's not playing for us, I hope to God he's not playing in the Rising <laughs> Stars game. That's just crazy. I'd um, have to agree with that. Especially with a knee injury, you know, if it's a hand injury or something that's a little different. Uh, level of concern, not high, only because I feel like they just kind of like seeing what they've had out there with Ingram and Randall. And that's that's not to say Ball's been ready to play, but it's been a we don't need to rush him out there. Because, again, they're not well, even set for the playoffs this year. They're not thinking playoffs. So they're thinking Lonzo Ball long term. Well, but, I mean, they've tried to increase what he's doing each time. It's just his knee hasn't reacted the way they've wanted it yeah. to, so they got to shut it back down. Again, we have all the power. I think it's it's all, it's fortunate that we don't have to rush him back, take as much time 
yeah. as he wants. Luke Walton doesn't need to force him back to win six games. No, we need, we need Lonzo. You know. Yeah, we need Lonzo yeah. Ball. So it's like, you know, as, as much as they're concerned, if they're even just a tad bit and they want to sit him out, sit him out. But you're right. Every time I hear they ramp him up and then they get sore, it's, it obviously is horrible to hear. And yeah. Knees, you just it makes me know. think like originally it was like they it's fucked up they the thought. prognosis. Yeah, it wasn't just a sprained <laughs> knee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which hopefully so, well, they're not still fucking. Because, I mean, if they would have told us originally it's a four to six week injury then right now we wouldn't even be talking about but it. we didn't yeah. even know if he's gonna they, miss a game at the time. yeah they kept saying exactly. day to day yep. so that's the problem there well some good news directly from the source rob palinka uh on espn la radio said he's 100 percent confident that lonzo will play again this season it's there just a matter of if and when yeah yeah so. hopefully after the all-star break they're just letting him rest up at this point it's just like just whatever just get through this break you get in there a week and a half till you play or whatever yeah just, just they get they give the players a whole week off now for yeah, the All Star break. That's just too much. I mean, it's all about player rest and all of that. But speaking of the All Star game, who are you guys rooting for? Team Steph. Team, yeah. Team, team, team injury, dude. Team injury. Team replacements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they get Keanu out there, I'm down. But Boy, hey, that's the only way I'm rooting for team replacements. It's gonna be funny watching Kyrie and LeBron play. Yeah. 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 I'm rooting for Team Steph just because it's fuck LeBron. Ah, Steph's going to come out with shooters, man. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch. But LeBron's, still, I mean, LeBron's got Durant, Kyrie, Joel Embiid. I really hope that one team does score 200 points this season or yeah, this I year. Think, I think they will. Yeah, why, don't, why doesn't the NBA just, like, give them an eight-second shot clock? That'd be awesome. For the All-Star game. I mean, that'd, that'd be like, nuts. Just play, into, just play into what is already happening. You know what I mean? If they don't want to play defense, then make them play more offense. Yeah. So, anyway, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here, Tyler? Shout-out B-Roy, Brandon Roy, the, the Garfield alumni. He's coaching in Seattle right now at his alma mater, Garfield High School. It's his second year of hi- coaching high school basketball. He is now 50-0. and 0. Uh, Wow. First year uh, head coach, he was Nathan Hale. Went 29-0, and 0, won the state championship. This year he's 21-0 and 0 with, uh, with, his, with his alma mater, Garfield. Shout out B Roy for giving back to to Seattle. One of one of my good friends Sully's little brothers, Dempsey, was on that team with uh, uh, Nathan Hale last season. With Michael Porter Jr. Yep. Yeah. No, they crushed it. So shout out Dempsey. Shout, shout out, out Sully. Yeah. Shout out B Roy for keeping it going. Seattle basketball in general. B Roy yeah. doing things. Corey, yeah, you got any shout outs? Oh, we get you know, I got to keep it current. Shout out actually Team USA uh, snowboarding in general. Uh, Chloe Kim in that half pipe for women just absolutely shredded it. It was unreal to watch. 17-year-old, yeah. hopefully have a bright future of many gold medals. Yep. And then obviously Sean White is just untouchable as long as he lands his tricks. No one else he is doing is what a, he's doing He is out a there. god amongst men. Uh, and then there was that 17-year-old uh, kid for the, for the yeah, men. Yeah, the male today. snowboarder. And, and Red Gerard, is that his name? Yeah, Red Gerard. Yeah, who, who just thrashed it. And, and you know, Dude, just apparently. Seems, seems to be set up for the future. So go to Team USA. Apparently, the kid woke up late the morning of his event, forgot his jacket. His group of people that he's with in South Korea right now sent him Snapchats at 8.30 in the morning of like 13 people doing shotguns before the event. And he wasn't even awake yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And what, Chloe Kim uh, competed on an empty stomach and she said she was angry or whatever? Yeah, she tweeted in the middle of the event. After her second run. Yeah. Yeah. She tweeted while she's still out there. So that just shows. That's why I love the extreme sports out here. Like I said about the young people, this is the real shout out. Since there's no college sports for it, they can go pro right away. They can yeah. compete in these events. They can get sponsorships. If you're good enough to compete, you compete. And that's exactly it. So that's that's my respect for the for extreme sports, but snowboarding and skiing and all this. It's just like if you're good enough, you get out there and do it, and you get paid. And these people need to. So good for them. And 
what's better than having an excuse to root for America every once every four I years? Know. Yeah, and like none yeah. of this, none of this stuff in Winter Olympics, I can even like no. understand, let no. alone do. No, yeah, no. So there's respect. Yeah. There. My curling career ended way too early for my <laughs> Olympic run, but I haven't given up yet. So with uh, with curling, I, I heard a, I heard a story that the people that make the um, the stone like. Uh, whatever you call them for curling, you, yeah, that you push down. I believe they're one called fa- stones. One family <laughs> makes all of the stones for every team in the world, and it's uh, supposed to be like an eleventh generation um, family of doing making these rocks perfectly balanced and weight and like shaved and all wow. this stuff. And we don't think there's any match fixing going on. Yeah, I, for, I, I forget. I think we need yeah. an investigation immediately. <laughs> Canada, for- we're coming for you. You don't deserve that gold. All right. <laughs> And then one quick shout-out for me uh, before we get out of here. Dodgers pitchers and catchers reported to Camelback Ranch on Tuesday. Spring training is officially here. I saw some pictures on social media, and more than just the pitchers and catchers were there. There we go. I saw Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor, Matt Kemp, a few other uh, players already there. Dave Roberts wasted no time earlier on Monday announcing that Clayton Kershaw – or Tuesday – Clayton Kershaw would be the opening day starter for the eighth straight season. I'm excited for the return of baseball season. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see what the Dodgers do and if they can make it back to the World Series. Yeah, should be a good year. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping the Mariners finally make the playoffs. But Yeah, you know. good luck with that. That's all right. Mariners are not making the playoffs. That's all right. We still got the Seahawks, so <laughs> I can survive for now. It's okay. Thank the Rams God. are going to be winning that division for the oh, next couple of years. Oh, no. That's, we'll save that for another time. Hello. <laughs> anyway. That wraps it up for this week on the TSK show. Corey, thank you for joining us. Yep. Holla, holla. Thanks it was, for having me. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Real quick, Corey, what's your Twitter if people want to find you? Oh, uh, my Twitter is DougieFur24. Uh, my Instagram is C underscore Golob24. Uh, and I'd like to take a quick second to say please spay and neuter your pets. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting stuff on those social media accounts. Go follow them. Like us as well on Facebook, facebook.com slash TSK show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show, or just type in keyword the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We will be back next week. Peace. Later. Holla, holla.